read about how important those are. 24 grams of protein, plant-based protein, nine grams of fiber. This is my stuff, man. This is my stuff. I'm going to get excited. I'm, I'm literally going to make one right after this. I, uh, one of the things I obviously love about it is that it's a meal replacement thing. It's so fast and so easy. I have one every morning now that we're writing. It also has cacao in it. It has maca. And as I said, these things are mood elevating. They're energy increasing. It fills you up. But this is the thing that makes it unbelievably exceptional is it tastes great. Um, you can put it with almond milk and strawberries and make ice cream. That's something I do all the time. That is my treat. I love it so much. And as I mentioned, Val, who's with me, never likes this stuff, loves cachava. It's my road meal. It's my morning meal. It's, my, it's basically a meal in the pill. Meal in the pill. Meal in a pill. It's a meal replacement. Perfect for the road. Perfect for that baby life. And perfect for just when I'm in the morning and I don't have more than a couple of minutes to make breakfast and a healthy breakfast at that that keeps you full for hours. So... Straight up, I bought it, I loved it, I used it for a month, I reached out to these guys, I was like, I want to tell the weirdos out, I said, we usually give them 10% off, they said, let's do 20, 20% off, if you want to try cachava, chocolate or vanilla, I like a scoop of each, tastes like an Oreo, go to cachava, K-A-C-H-A-V-A dot com slash weird, and you will get 20% off your order, which I think is pretty amazing. We also have our friends at MeUndies this week. I'm wearing just black. Look. Oh, I'm wearing donuts. Donuts? No, I'm donuts. My donuts. You know what I noticed you're wearing donuts? Because mm-hmm. we both, like dorks, we have matching donut underwear. <laughs> but I love it. Uh, obviously, they have fun <laughs> prints. Obviously, they have just plain black uh, and gray prints, stuff like that. But you guys know this story by now. I'm realizing I'm a grown man. I'm realizing when I'm wearing good, high-quality, comfortable, and fun underwear in the morning, I just feel better throughout my day. So I did a complete underwear overhaul. I had heard about MeUndies on other podcasts, and I just completely cleaned out both of our closets. We're all MeUndies all the time. It's three times softer than cotton. It's a micro-modal fabric. It's the softest, best stuff ever. It's just the right mix of, like, hold and (laughs) comfort. You know what I mean? It's not like too intense, but it's not too slack either. And they got the perfect style. They got seasonal things, jack-o'-lanterns for Halloween. You got the holidays coming up. You got holiday undies. It's fun to have a little holiday theme going on underneath your trousers. And speaking of the holiday season, MeUndies is releasing a new print every Tuesday. That means you have no excuse not to celebrate the holidays right down to your very core. But why stop at undies? They got lounge pants. I just got these lounge pants. They're amazing like PJ pants and onesies as well. They're both made of the same micro-modal fabric as the undies, and basically they're giving 15% off and free shipping. That's what I'm saying. It's the most comfortable, versatile, and fun underwear I've ever owned, and it's completely, this is, it's, a, it's, re, it's a peach pick. I love them, and if you want 15% off for your first pair, free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to meundies.com slash weird. That's meundies.com slash weird. And finally, obviously, Charlotte's Web hemp oil, which is right here next to us on the couch. As I mentioned, a lot going on. Book, podcast, editing season three of Crashing, and we just started brainstorming season four of Crashing. Hasn't been picked up yet, but we get ahead of the ball. So there's a lot going on brain stuff, and I need a plant ally to take the edge off, to take me a little bit down from the stress pedestal. And my secret weapon for over a year now has been Charlotte's Web hemp oil. I love Charlotte's Web 
hemp oil. It's made from the hemp plant, but they use science, science to remove <laughs> the THC. That's the stuff that gets you stoned. And they leave the body beneficial, glow enhancing, mood elevating, anxiety reducing, body tension relieving, brain helping CBD, which is unbelievable. I love it. I bought some for my mom. I bought some for my brother. I give some to friends when they come over. I give some to podcast guests. Everybody loves it. It's not an intoxicant. It's legal in all 50 states. It's not something you get to be like, be like leave the earth and feel super strange. It's something that you can take on a daily basis, I do, that takes the edge off, makes me a little bit easier to smile, faster to smile, helps me focus. It doesn't, doesn't you know, like I'm saying, it's, not, it's, not, it's made from hemp, but it's not stoned. You don't get that feeling where you can't read or focus. In fact, it helps me relax. It helps me focus. It helps me settle into whatever it is I'm doing. And, and, and just dig my heels in and enjoy. But especially when we were shooting, boy, I would get stressed, take a little Charlotte's Web, it would help me. There would be all these scenes where I had to be happy or silly or light. The Charlotte's Web didn't make me those things, but it helped me be those things when I needed to be. And then I just want to be that way in my life. So I swear by it. Go to cwhemp.com slash weird and use promo code Keep It Crispy. It's made by the Stanley Brothers who did this podcast. They are incredible trailblazing entrepreneurs and they grow the only hemp in Denver in America made for human consumption, not to be made into shoes for hippies. This is made for your body. I want you to get into it. So try some Charlotte's Web, put on some MeUndies, and when you need a fast meal, that we talk about plant-based diets so much on this podcast, I'm so happy to have Kachava in the Pizza Picks. Please try Kachava. That's a great way to show your support of this podcast. Uh, and it's delicious and amazing. And enjoy Michael Gunger. My God, I'm so happy to talk with Michael Gunger. Listen to his podcast, The Liturgist. Listen to Richard Rohr on The Liturgists. I mean, after you listen to this, because if you enjoy this half as much as I did, it's going to blow your dick off. Is that a thing? Should I say that? Blow your dick off? Yeah. I feel like that's something you say. I do say it, but for the first time in my life, I'm like, is that okay? I mean, you say off. Yeah, yeah, like not blow your dick. It's not, it's not a sex thing. It's just like, you're going to shit your pants. I'll go with that. You're going to shit your pants. Well, I want to be inclusive to everybody. And every, yeah, shit your pants. Enjoy, guys. Baby, uh, do you want to tell the good people? Get into it. Be kind of quiet for the baby. Mm-hmm. There is no more guilt. There is no more shame. Our darkest sin, our deepest pain, blessed are Does it? Pictures of Maharaji. <laughs> yeah. There's a Love Maharaji it. blanket behind you. I actually moved it so you could what? sit on this. What do you mean? This was one of his? No, I wish. Oh. That would be so cool. It has yeah. a, it's just a Somebody made screen it. print gotcha. of him on a blanket. Yeah, this is going to be exciting. I don't actually know how much, because I did your podcast. Yeah. But I don't recall, I don't recall, I must have yammered a lot. We talked about comedy. Yep. 
And Science Mike was there. Science Mike was there. Your podcast, uh, the liturg- the liturgists. Mm-hmm. I just want to plug it. People love podcasts. Hard to find a new podcast. I'm there's not a, just. This isn't some nonsense. You know what I mean? Like, there's no Netflixy. Like, hey, you like this? Maybe you like yeah. this. You're just like, what do I? So I, I get overwhelmed. I, I I sometimes will search terms like. You can search terms. I mean, you can search for like. <clears throat> Spirituality, or like, oh, like uh, enlightenment, or something. But what comes up, you know, I wonder what, what ours are up. tagged. Like ours, we talk about those things, and I don't know if that's we're a comedy podcast. It's really weird. But but you yeah. How would you ever find podcast. your? Uh, yeah, it's well, it's spirituality, it's science and art, right? Kind of well, you have science. Is he always on it? Yeah, he and I started it. So I didn't you, know it was always his. You were in the room mm-hmm. when we started it, Hamilton. I was in the room where we started it. That yeah. old hit? Where, where, where it happens. It, so we were at Rob Bell's house. Uh-huh. And um, Mike I and was I, there. You were there. And this was in Laguna? It was in Laguna. Uh-huh. Old house. And uh, Ryan O'Neill from Sleeping at Last was there. What's and Sleeping at Last? Is that a band? It's a band. Oh, okay. But anyway, we went over to Rob's house. We were supposed to be talking about this idea that we had, the liturgists. And you were there, and I didn't know who you were. I'm just some guy. You're just a guy. It was in like the a beautiful time in my life where, like, I love being uh, married, obviously. But when Val and I were long distance, I was just like a free, like, man. Mm-hmm. I don't mean like I'm not free now. I way prefer oh, yeah, it now. Yeah, you were single then. But I was just like a guy. I was just a guy. I was like, <laughs> I was like a boat <laughs> that you left in the ocean, and it just sort of moved around. So, like, it's totally feasible that back then. Just a man with no responsibilities. I would just be at Rob's house, just like eating a sandwich. Yeah, you so, were. Yeah, even this like, checks out because we were kind of in a circle, and you were just kind of over in the corner. Yeah, like thirty feet away. I was there so much that this was normal. I was. I would witness other hangs. <laughs> I wasn't involved in them. I was like, "Hey guys, I'll be here before you get here, and I'll be here after you leave." And after you left, I, uh, somebody was like, "That was Pete Holmes." I was like, "I don't know who that." Yeah, and then I like checked out your stuff. I was like, I wish I would have spoken to that That guy in the corner. I've had that happen. I actually, I was just talking about. um, I had the guy from Jimmy Eat World on this podcast. His name is Jim, and I don't remember his last name. Eat World. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And I was just saying to Val, there's there's a quality of enthusiasm when you first discover somebody. So like, I'm currently re-listening. I don't know why I'm back into Jimmy Eat World. I think Mm -hmm. it's because I'm so tired Mm -hmm. with the baby. I always listen to The National. And now I'm like, I'm going to listen to something a little bit more upbeat because I don't want to (laughs) crash. So I know they're not like the most up-tempo stuff, but I love it. Mm -hmm. I was like, I sort of wish when I interviewed him, I had been in that like fresh enthusiastic state so what you experienced of like that was him and then you look it up it's like that's like the that's when the iron's hot it's like yeah. now do the interview now we talk but here we are all this time afterwards i know i was i was <laughs> i was i was like i mean i hope he i hope i wasn't a dick i could have been a dick to the to him no not um, at all but it, I mean, it does would, make you I think how often that. how often you don't pay attention to what's right there right I mean, and isn't like, that the feeling of life? Yeah. It's one of, that's actually one of the more subtle. It's almost like the French should have a word for it. Yeah. The, the, the small heartbreak. I'm sure the Japanese do somewhere. <laughs> I, I bet they do. Yeah. It's like I've been at parties. I'll go to like Kumail and Emily's house. For They're one of the few friends that have parties and we'll go. Like They have like a pool and we'll go swim and it's fun. And, and then afterwards, Emily will be like, there was a guy there who like is super into Ramdas and microdoses every day, <laughs> and I'm just like, I what what the fuck am I doing? 
saying? Like I missed a guy. Yeah, like, a guy, yeah like, exactly. like that was my chance to yeah. talk to somebody. But one of the things that's so sad is like you're in an elevator or you're, uh, you know, eating in an airport and you might be next to somebody who's just phenomenal. You for sure are next to somebody. You're who's almost phenomenal. definitely next to somebody that's phenomenal. And that's what sucks is that there, there might be, you know, social cues that you, that stop you from connecting. Yeah. And, and like th- those moments where we lift above the clouds is when you go like, holy, like listening to your music this morning. First of all, I, I just knew you were a, a cool dude, and I wasn't really aware that you were a musician, even though I know you told me. But I wasn't familiar with your music. Mm-hmm. I just had a good cry listening oh, to your music this morning. Wow. I was just, it, it really um, brought me into the moment very deeply. Wow! And the lyrics and the and the music together. <laughs> what am I, an idiot? <laughs> what I mean was, it wasn't just the lyrics. It wasn't yeah, just yeah. like you talked me into it. It was the music as well. <laughs> And very, very complex, and, and I, I get I don't really like music that's too simple, mm. and so it's, it was wonderfully complex, not overly, not um, what's the word, pretentious, mm. but like complicated enough that my brain really locked into it. Thank you. And then you, that that's one of the things that tricks the brain into stop analyzing it. it it's mm. like oh, it gets overwhelmed, so it just has to dissolve into it like a wave, and then I just like was sitting on the porch having a great cry like wow. my dad listening to Mike and the Mechanics. <laughs> but it was beautiful. It, oh, the, the You Make Beautiful Things song, I was just like, this is overwhelming. This is almost like, it's almost like a weapon. <laughs> you know, it was like, it, obviously a weapon for peace, but it was like one of these things that you're listening to where it's like, this just nudged me, like the potential of being with somebody and, and connecting and getting through all the smog or the seaweed or the reeds in the water that mm. keep us from being together. That music really brought me into that place, so I really wanted to pay you that compliment. I, I appreciate that. Isn't Thank that you fun? Just to like compliment each other? No, well, that too. Or music. That's, I've been on a huge kick on like, why don't we just, why don't we just love each other? I know. What are we doing? I know. It's I... so weird. Everything has a paywall. I just said this on the episode yesterday. Everything has a paywall. Like mm-hmm. we learn that things need to be given. Like money is like a time coupon. So you go to your job and and you. you invest your time and your mm-hmm. efforts and then you're given these coupons that represent that time and that effort and then we don't respect things unless they involve those things you know what i'm saying it's yeah. like why not just do it for free all the time why not just love each other all the time why aren't i just funny all the time why don't you just grab a guitar like you do i imagine on like a good night maybe you do just organically play a song but for the most part we've all sort of been conditioned into going like everything in its place yeah and not not all the time whereas if you've ever been in that state and I, I bet you have of of oneness or unity or transcendence you're just like what the fuck are we doing waiting for later yeah like you could you could die that's just rational you could mm-hmm. die and also like all we have is now don't you have a song that's called all i need is now or a record um, or all i need is here all i need is here yeah fucking a yeah. i just read that title and i was like that's beautiful wow. so so Thank you but what we yeah i mean i totally to I feel you, and I, I'm like a person that has typically had a hard time, um, except through music, getting yeah. the internal world out. Yeah. So I've got all this stuff happening inside, and sometimes it's hard for me to know how to like translate that into my body's uh, facial expressions and and right. gestures and whatever. I I watched a video of me lately. It was like <laughs> a, we did the course on meditation, Mike and I, Science Mike and I. And I was watching it, and I was like, I look like 
like I'm dead. Like my right. face was just like, Ooh. and I was like, I remember loving that moment. Yeah. Do you get that a lot? Are people like, are you bored right now? Yeah, or like, I have through my whole life. So that's you look tired. I'm, yeah. It's not fair. <laughs> totally, I know. Some of uh, us, though, here's the other side. As somebody who is very good at looking like he's having a fun time, mm. I can watch video of me and going like, I'm having a panic attack. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, So it's both. Yeah, yeah. Like, We all get it. But I get it that like our internal worlds are so deep and so rich. And it's I, again, I, we did an episode yesterday where we were talking about this with Darcy, I was talking about like most of our experiences, our internal world. Mm. And like, we focus so much on just like, was I wearing the right shoes? Yeah. <laughs> it's like so fucking stupid. I know. It's and there's so some, stupid. there's some people that know how to kind of break through that barrier. I feel like better than others, as far as like the expected social norms of being able to go up to the, I remember it was, it was, uh, yesterday I was at the museum, a museum and this poor girl had to just, 30 second timer for every person that went into this particular exhibit she would set the timer say the exact same thing to every person oh god in a loop all day in a loop and we Brutal. were my wife and i were there were like oh, i feel so bad for her i wanted to like figure out how to break her loop and say something yeah. do something go break up and give her a big hug a beautiful thing but you i couldn't figure some, out what to do yeah. <laughs> so i just went in but breaking i think that was what was the exhibit um it was the light one at the at the art museum, Broad, the Broad, the Broad, however you say it. How do you say it? The Broad, the oh, Broad. I don't know. I don't even the know. The art what museum it is. downtown. They have like this infinite light thing. You walk into this box of mirrors and there's all these lights and it's. Is it amazing? amazing. And you get 30 seconds. You only get like, I think 30 or 45 seconds, something like that. Get out. But it's cool. It's like, it's worth it's worth it. There's oh, a lot of go. But, um, I gotta go. But yeah, the person in the front of the line, she just in that loop. Over and what and over was her over. line? Like, what did she say when the 30 seconds was up? Uh, she just would open the door. And say, oh, she just. But did she? But she'd say, tell like, the person next in line. You know, whatever it was, you you'll have forty seconds. But it's funny that you. I think the idea of breaking a loop is like listening to your music this morning broke my loop. Mm. I think that's one of the things that we feel like we're. Sometimes it takes other people. Mm. I was talking with Val's mom, and this is no disrespect to Val's mom. It just it it held a mirror up to me. She was talking about like w- wanting to go somewhere, but she was like, we got to go to, and it was always these, these towns in California that I haven't heard of. She's like, we got we got to go to Camaro. We got to be there. We got to <laughs> be there. And I was just like, Oh my God. Like when you see someone else, yeah. it's just that little, uh, outside giggle of like, that's all of us. I'm like, I got, I got a show. I think my show is important. Capital I important. And it matters because <laughs> all these people are going to be there yeah. and they're going to be upset if I'm not there. So that makes it more meaningful mm-hmm. when really none of it matters mm-hmm. obviously in the good way i don't mm-hmm. mean in the like what's the point i mean like it's all just sort of and this and the same thing. is true that it all matters infinitely yeah. and not at all because right. once you get to the right zero and infinity kind of the same thing right that's right <laughs> yeah. that's right that's right so watching someone else though we we spend so much of our time this is obviously a ramdas thing well it's a new record no, it's not. I've said it before the interview started. It's a Ramnath thing to be. He always says we're up to our eyeballs in it. It's just uh-huh. like, uh, will I get there? Will I want? Uh, how does this person feel? It's all these relationships that we're sort of drowning in. And what brought that to mind was your idea of breaking someone's loop. You can see it like uh, in a good. I've had moments where I try to break someone's loop and it fails, mm-hmm. whether it be a service person, a waiter, a waitress, mm-hmm. bartender, barista, masseuse, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. and you're trying to nudge them because I think a lot of us are going like, this is my time at work. And then later is Michelle time. Mm -hmm. But right now, Michelle is just telling people to get out of the light room. 
Yeah. And you want to go like Michelle, like here we are. Even though even though it stinks, yeah. I wonder if you can find something juicy even here. And sometimes you can, and sometimes you can't. And sometimes I just want to. Sometimes I just want to hug Michelle. <laughs> I just, I just I the way know. I like. And you can't. You can't just the guy. You just can't walk up to a stranger and and hug them, or they are creeped out. So it's well, that's it's weird because we probably all want that. We would all love a stranger to come up and hug us, but we would most of us would be creeped out if it right. actually happened. This is the free hug phenomenon. Mm-hmm. You always see the people with the t-shirts or the sign that says "free hug," mm-hmm. and this person's usually pretty popular, but without the sign. Get get your gun. <laughs> like the sign. Yeah. We've we've and I get it. I also understand the Seinfeld on the red carpet doesn't want to hug mm-hmm. Kesha or whoever it was. Was it Kesha? It was one of those. There's hugs that feel like they're taking something from you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You That's right. Hugs. That's right. I, like what number of those? I've noticed that with the baby, like how many people like people in my family or whatever might want to like get something mm. from the baby. Mm-hmm. I think that it's a different type of energy than mm-hmm. somebody that's just trying to be like sharing the space mm-hmm. with me. Forget the baby. You don't have to have a baby to know this. Some people are like just there to, uh, Duncan Trussell calls them vampires. They're just mm-hmm. like sucking from you mm-hmm. and the hug has nothing to do with you. And then you end up feeling like a little bit like you were used yeah. and that's a really gross feeling. Yeah, so like, I don't know how you would quantify that or even – it's just something you kind of feel. But that's why – I mean we're talking about Maharaji or whatever. These guru types that seem to have the light room. They are the light room mm-hmm. that you went in. Mm-hmm. And there's just an op- – people use the same words. It's like an openness and an airiness and a, a, and a lack of agenda. And when you encounter that, it's very, it's very, very appealing. Mm-hmm. This is one of the things – I know we grew up similarly. It was actually my brother-in-law that was like, you should have Michael on your podcast – and I know it's because we grew up similarly. And one of the things that I always think is very interesting is that people, I've said this a million times, but I'm putting it to you. People were drawn to Jesus. People liked Jesus. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they, I mean, some people didn't, yeah, yeah. but they, he drew a crowd. Yeah. He had to and leave. When I drive, yeah, exactly. He gets on boats and stuff. Mm-hmm. When I drive through Koreatown and there's a person on the corner with the megaphone shouting about hellfire or whatever it is. I'm like they're not they're they're shooing people away. It's become like the worst thing in the world. So why don't you talk a little bit about your experience? Because I know you're from Grand Rapids. I I or you're not Grand from Rapids, Grand Rapids. I'm from Wisconsin. Uh huh. And then we moved around a bit. Yeah. So my dad was a pastor. I grew up learning music in church. We were kind of in the. Were you charismatic too? No. Okay. It's I like always like the charismatics though because, and I still kind of do. I yeah. actually even have a quiet respect for the lady on the corner with the megaphone. I really do. <laughs> because at least she means it. Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? Yes. It's, and it's embodied. Yeah, it's, it's active. <laughs> yeah. It's faith with works. Yeah, She's doing totally. something. And the Pentecostals or the charismatics, uh, different types of charismatics, when they're talking about like an, an eternal love or something, they're, they're getting it in their spines. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or they're faking it. There's both... In every All group, every group has fakes yeah. and reels. I even look back on my and own church. I'm like, some of real. them were real. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, from moment to moment, moment to moment, you could see that. That's like what gives it charge: is fake, real, fake, real, <laughs> fake, real, fake, 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 real, fake, real. But that's kind of the best we can do. Yeah, I've lately been looking back on my own church and going like, there have to be at that church and had to have been when I was there. Some woke ass motherfuckers mm-hmm. that I just didn't know because they all just seemed like a bunch of phonies to me because <laughs> I was going through my Holden Caulfield. Yeah. So you say charismatic. 
Yeah, and uh, so that's how I learned how to play music. And now that I look back, that's what taught me about the moment. What do you first. mean? Like music or the church? All of it. The charismatic and the music. And I studied jazz in school, and all of it. Like it's what I do like about charismatic faith as well. Um, still, after I I had to I had to leave it for a long time um, to be able to appreciate some of this stuff, but there was like a paying attention to the moment of what is happening right now. And it wasn't just about right. a rote liturgy. It wasn't just it was about, very, yeah, um, it was kinetic. Yeah. And it, someone might start going mighty God, <laughs> like at any moment, <laughs> the sermon might be interrupted by someone going praise him. Yeah, it was very Zen. In yeah. a, in a, like a, Whereas ours was like, he gets 40 minutes. He gets 40 minutes. Yeah, exactly. That's how, well, the sermon was probably 25 minutes, to be honest. It felt, <laughs> it felt like 40. Yeah, like my dad was, I remember him crying. I remember uh, him crawling around the stage with a highlight. See, I've got, you, I've got a nice little view here of your of my undies. Undies. It was that. It's on all, the stage. I'm just allowing it. He's got a little, is I love that, it. Is, I love that, it. Ra- is that bad? I, I'm There's a hole it. in my I'm PJs. Here for it. I feel at least I feel I'm wearing like, underwear. Like Those are me at home with me. It These makes me, me feel comfortable. Go to meundies.com slash weird for 10% off. But my dad that was... one's for free. <laughs> but Although my dad I really do love meundies. With his, his crotch split down the middle it's on the though. stage crying. And we're playing music behind it and like putting emotion to it. And it's like this Dude, whole thing. Can I just say, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, people running around. All that. The flags. He people would running around falling in the over. Spirit. Oh, yeah. See... What is your experience? To me, men who have a harder time in general, I feel, expressing emotion and being overcome with stuff in my life. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's because I'm from Boston. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But I just was like, whenever I saw a man, especially at a charismatic service, like kind of getting into it, it meant more to me. Because to me, I was like, men are supposed to be like, church is fine. It's Mm kind of lady shit. You know what I mean? (laughs) Except the pastor, and he kind of has a harem. You know what I mean? Like all the volunteer women that are secretly kind of in love with him. He's like their church husband. So your dad was. I I mean, I think that's that. That's what patriarchy does to men. I think. I think it disconnects us from our bodies and our feelings, and it. And uh, we go. The pastor can. There's obviously like harsh, horrible things that are worse for women that patriarchy does. But it is still like patriarchy form is not great for men. No. Um, it, it puts it, it in a weird box. Yeah, and it disconnects us from from our experiences and from each other. Right. And, I didn't think it was appropriate. So the first time that I met, like my youth pastor would like get emotional. That's that's the evangelical version of <laughs> charisma is that he'd be emotional about mm-hmm. God or something. I remember him telling a story about someone blaspheming in front of him, and he just said, "Please don't use the name of my God like that." And mm-hmm. I was like, "What?" Like, I thought it was really badass. Like, it was polite. It's it's certainly, like, kind of uptight. It's not my style yeah. now. Blasphemy is good fun now. It's great fun. <laughs> I actually, just with Darcy, we were talking about what a gap Jesus Christ fills in your swearing. <laughs> it's not the same to be like, motherfucker. Yeah. It's Jesus Christ. It's so much better. <laughs> and I spent, did you? I spent so much time thinking my heart was going to stop or oh, yeah. lightning was going to strike. I remember my friend said, God damn it. And I took like a step away, basically, waiting for some sort of anvil to fall. Oh, yeah. Right? Was, it was like the ten, that was the t- one of the Ten Commandments. Don't right. take the name of the Lord in vain. That's what we thought that meant. Like, right. Say the I was just going to say, that's what we thought it meant. Yeah. Isn't that is, funny? It is really funny. Just like when it's a do not curse, we thought it meant swearing. Yeah. 
bless and do not curse. No, it means the opposite. Oh, God, help us all. But, um, yeah. So, so that was the world I kind of grew up in. Then we moved to Tulsa, Oklahoma. But your dad meant it. You didn't think your dad was a phony balloon. He meant it. He was into it. He was into it. And what kind of a house is this man running? <laughs> um, it, I, had a, I had a great childhood. I mean, he was. I just meant, like, is it, was it a. Faith was probably given to you. Absolutely. Yeah. And I went to the Christian school, and it's hard to parse what was Christian school and my. What was my Sunday school teacher that gave me the brownies on one Sunday morning? And then in the brownies, when we took a bite, he's like, hey, kids, you want some brownies? And then we took a bite of the brownies, and there was cotton inside. And he said, that's the sin in your heart. No! No, no, no! That was a lesson? I I remember, yeah. And then the next one... Dude, that's a serendipity. As you were speaking, I was like, I really want to ask him about weird things that happened in his church. (laughs) And you told me one. Look, the paper just says weird, which is every episode. (laughs) So then right after that, so we're all like kind of traumatized a little bit. Of course. Our our Sunday school teachers just like fooled us and then told us we had sin in our hearts. And then he's like, I'm sorry about that, kids. You want some popcorn? I made some nice popcorn for you. We're like, okay. You it's not know, as good as if brownies. If this motherfucker made brownies, he did something to that popcorn. So then he took the popcorn and you could smell it like this warm, buttered popcorn. So excited. He passes it around. He's like, oh, wait, one second. He takes the bowl. He dumps a bucket of paint in the popcorn. Get. Right as we're about to have it. Out. And what is the paint? I don't even remember. <laughs> The paint was just a paint, you <laughs> fucking like, asshole. He just said, what if he just went, and I'm an asshole? <laughs> what if he went, this is the sin in my heart? It was, you know, it was probably something Dude. like things on the outside aren't what they appear. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, something. there's got to be something. Or or everything in its content. I don't know what it was. I'm trying to come up with his own lesson for him. I don't remember that. I just remember. But that is such a... I... I'm liberal with this diagnosis, but that feels a little... It's abusive to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say that's abusive. But that's what I'm saying. It's hard. My dad didn't do that kind of shit, but it was that was my world. Yeah. So it's hard to know like what, no. what the, the shitty stuff that I got from my faith. Was that in the house? Was that a children's church? Was that a Christian school? And they're saying, there are other theories of creationism, but the real truth is that it was seven days and it's 6,000 years old. Your dad would say there are other theories? He or, would. Yeah. But he believed in this literal seven days. At first, creation. he did. Yeah, he's when changed. I was young. He's yeah, he's changed a lot. No sure. way, yeah. men changing, <laughs> dude. Give me some men changing. <laughs> I don't think there's anything I know. I can only speak for men because I'm trapped in one of these horrible fucking things. <laughs> men changing is maybe one of my. I hate when people just give up. They go, "This mm-hmm. is what it's been, mm-hmm. and this is what it is, and I'm gonna ride." You can. This is such a Holmes thing. I'm gonna ride this out till I die. <laughs> Might be an Irish thing. It's just like this is it. Yeah. And I'm not. I'm not a quitter. You think I'm a quitter? They, and yeah. they stick with it. Talk about their inner worlds. They'll never tell you mm-hmm. the doubt in their heart or whatever it might be. They just go like, "I've built a very tight seal." Yeah. On this door, and you can't come in. Well, isn't there something about like men often don't change? their hairstyles from the time they're 17 or something dude i didn't know what arrested development was but that's what it is yeah a lot of people i know especially in my family have deep arrested development Mm -hmm. a photo of them in the 90s is a photo of them today Mm. it's it's the same same hair same clothes it's just like they're not embarrassed yeah maybe that's what they're going for well that is what (laughs) you know i've heard you talk about and maharaji talks about uh, or talked about 
suffering being a gift and it brings me so close to God. Yeah. That is one of the gifts of suffering that you, sometimes the suffering gets too much that you can't stay. Yeah. With that same haircut for the rest of your life. Right. It's the only way that you'll, it, well, I certainly look at my divorce. I actually haven't talked about my divorce very much. I'd like to think I've retired it somewhat as a topic. Aristotle is nodding a little bit. Um, it comes up from time to time, but I do think of that as the catalyst. Mm-hmm. Rob Bell, who are you friends with? Yeah, Rob? yeah, yeah. Rob talked about something with me where he was like, suffering. Not always. N- no one here is claiming to have a universal theory of suffering, but it does seem to be one of the ways it works is snapping you out of something. Mm-hmm. Talk about breaking someone's loop. Yeah, you know seriously. what I mean. Yeah. So I was on a loop. I was parting my hair in the middle, like Corey Matthews' his best friend on Boy Meets World. Mm-hmm. And I was sagging my pants because that's what you did in the 90s. Mm -hmm. You know, white kids in suburbia trying to be cool. Mm -hmm. I had cross colors. There you go. Cross colors. Yeah, we're the same age. This is what I'm (laughs) talking about. I had shell toe Adidas with the hockey laces. Just because that's what someone fucking told me. Yeah, Jenko jeans. Yeah, I didn't. See, I wasn't as cool as you. I wasn't as cool. I couldn't do it. I would see. We wore a lot of like. Carhartt and stuff, which is, I don't know, that's so Boston. But we, you get stuck, and then the divorce shakes up everything. And that mm-hmm. was something, you, it, this is straight, Ram Dass Maharaj is like something you would never have asked for. And that finally gets you to change your haircut. So a lot of people I think are, are really, that I see, looking for no trouble. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like the main thing. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge Rob thing is he's like, you kind of want some trouble. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? Like when I pray now, I'm like, it's more, and it's not a traditional prayer necessarily. It's more like, could the suffering in my life be seen and viewed and worked with from an enlightened place Mm -hmm. instead of like, I just want utopia. Mm -hmm. I just want constant caramel blowjobs all the time from Mm -hmm. the universe. And then now, then it kind of changes to like, well, then nothing really gets done unless we're like my parents are coming to visit the baby and I'm fucking pissed. Like I, I just I'm stressed. I can't <laughs> handle it. And it's Gandhi when they sent him to prison and they had him like shove. I know Did that's, that's what I'll No, they don't know. <laughs> no, good. my dad. No, he signs all his texts. Dad. I mean, once he stops doing that, maybe he'll find the podcast out. But you know what? I don't care. I, that used to be one of my biggest fears that yeah, they would yeah. listen to this. Mm-hmm. Come, come and get it. Come and listen. Yeah. Drink from the trough if you want. It's there for you. Yeah. I've been I've been asking you to know me really for a long time. And if you yeah, want to do that in a very jarring way where you can't talk back to me, there's a podcast on iTunes. <laughs> like, go ahead. Like, all my shit has been aired for the world. Yes. Yeah. And you can have it if you want, but yeah. you don't. You, mm-hmm. this, I'm being such a pouty boy. No, that's true. I mean, I'm I just listen to my kids' podcast. <laughs> I would too, but like it's it's more that like the poutiness is like, please know me, and the arrested development goes both ways. Your development arrests, and you want those around you. You want to pause them too. So when your son starts like, my mom is gonna. My mom knocked that Buddha. We have a Buddha over there. She mm-hmm. came and knocked it over. She was joking, kind of. Oh. The one right behind us. Oh. So it's like I keep asking them to know me now, and they can for glimpses. What is this? She wasn't doing it in like an enlightened way, like if you meet a Buddha on the road. Ah, <laughs> oh, my God. 
I want that so bad. I would love it if she was just up leveling me and just like, I see a Buddha, kill it. No, she was just like, this isn't our brand of potato chip. We're a Lay's family. And get this Pringle, Eastern Pringles, like a lime coconut Pringle out of our fucking faces. Um, How did we get here? I was going to bring it back to you somehow. I started we're on the couch. I'm doing therapy be suffering mm-hmm. and you were saying suffering gets you out of your rut yeah because and- it was we were digging into that loop pretty hard as like the the charismatic christian god is going to send revival to the earth and he's going to use us and our family and our church all um, later stuff and Isn't that interesting all later, later. Stuff. Yeah, totally. Right. God is always later. Yeah. God is going to do something later. Yeah. There will be redemption later. It's it's not. Sorry, you just no, keep bringing up totally... things I can't wait to talk about. Yeah. But there's that's... a lot of later church going on. That's the problem with that. Jesus will take the throne again. Yeah. If you just took all that, if you took the disconnected from our source and later if you just took that out yeah. of the picture, yeah, a lot of it would be. But that's so much healthier. When I listen to your music. To me, it's if you don't have to be groovy with the term enlightenment, but how about remembering? How about just having a little breath of fresh air? So when I'm listening to your music, I remembered briefly. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's what good church ha- did for me mm-hmm. at times. But there is once the brain gets involved, it starts wanting to do a spreadsheet of like, well, why is the world not exactly right? Well, God isn't in control, but he will be mm-hmm. later. Mm-hmm. But the idea... I have it in my phone. I think you'll like it, so I'm going to actually look it up. This is this is a verse that Alan Watts quotes constantly. A Bible verse? It's a Bible verse. Wow, you're yeah. going to look up a Bible verse for me. I like it. I'm going to look up. Do you want to? These are the windows I have Preach to open. Me. How to Know God Book 70s, Pregnant Beyonce, Mind Geek Documentary, Mantra Durian. I don't even know what that is. Um, naturally Liberating Whatever You Meet. <laughs> Cannot open page. Sorry, I'm going to find it. <laughs> the more involved... Oh, that's a great quote. Oh, here it is. This is good. This is good. Uh, it always has to reload after you find it. It's Isaiah 45.7. I form the light and create darkness. I bring prosperity and create disaster. I, the Lord, do all these things. Mm-hmm. Isn't that a good one? It's a great one. It's right there in the middle. <laughs> We totally ignored that. You can create. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you? Was your experience that it was like suffering is an error, pain is an error? If something goes wrong, God was looking the other way. Yeah, I mean that question haunted me for fifteen years. Where suffering comes from and why? Yeah, why, yeah. how is this all like this? And I, I, you know, I try to flirt with like. Calvinism or something, I'd be like, God, that is a that is a horrible way to see the it's world. Determinism, right? Well, Vessels like, yeah, that, that God. Well, see, still, if you take out if you take out later and disconnected from God, even Calvinism is not nearly as bad. The part that, but if the end of the road is that God is a separate something from 
you and he has decided before the foundations of the world to send you to hell forever. Right. That's a rough story. Yeah. Like atheism is that's so the, much more hopeful that's what than the, that. Oh my God. Are you fucking kidding me? The big black blanket. Yeah. That's a, that's gospel. <laughs> that's that's good totally news. Is. Yeah. I know this sucks, but guess what? It doesn't matter because you are going to dive off the high dive into loose, dense black soil and you won't even be there to not like it. Even if it was. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> even if it's one. Even if God determined that just the devil mm. went to hell for eternity and yeah. suffered, yeah, and we all get to party in heaven and bliss for eternity, what right. what's wrong with you that you like are okay with right. a being being consciously right tortured for all of eternity? That's is that in Love Wins the idea that like what kind of heaven is it that you know you're like hey where's where's Uncle Probably. Phil? <laughs> Not from the Fresh Prince, your Uncle Phil. Where's my Uncle Phil? I see Uncle Phil from the Fresh Prince. He's right over there eating ambrosia. Yeah. Where's our Uncle Phil? What kind of heaven is it that you're like, there's things... First of all, what kind of heaven is it that you're still fucking Michael Gunger? <laughs> Get the fuck out of my fucking face. An eternity of continuing to insist that you're Michael Gunger from Wisconsin and your dad was a pastor yeah. and you have to keep working that in and I have to keep going, well, my wife left me. Get the fuck. Like 10 trillion years later. Yes. What is this idea? It's narcissism. It's yeah, like, it's, totally. it's living forever in a human way. Yeah. As opposed to just like smearing in a, in, into all the colors in a way that we can't comprehend. Yeah. Don't you have an album that's called like bigger than my imagination? Or wow. Something? You looked up the old stuff. I do. I'm sorry, buddy. No, I that's, great. that's great. And, and it's, I, I was listening to it and some of them were more straightforward. So that was probably like praise yeah, 2001. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that weird? And that was almost 20 years ago, but you probably just looked up my name and not my band. It was, That's where it all was that stuff name. came from. Yeah. Uh, and Gunga. I need to redo some up. names on, or a record under my name. That'd be good. I yeah, that's interesting. But I thought it was lovely. Oh, thank you. I mean, I thought it was great. There was it was more. We were listening to it together, and we were like, "This is more reminding me of music that I listened to in the church." Some of it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. That, that was. was your, I mean, that was a long time ago. What was the suffering that you <clears throat> that caused you to wrestle with that for 15 years? Yeah. So. A lot of it start the big turbulent uh, earthquake that happened that shook everything up was my dad had an affair. Real, was, this is yeah. so classic. I'm yeah. sorry. Seriously. That's so classic. Mm -hmm. Was it someone he was counseling? Um, I don't want to. Is this something that you don't talk about? No. Well, we don't have to talk about my, the details. I, my, I don't want to talk about the details for my, my. I actually have this story in my book that's coming out, and I talked to my mom recently, and she's like, don't give details of who this was because we I don't get want it. to but I was only trying to make a pattern of like yeah. that's what happened in my church my yeah. pastor had sex with someone he counseled and then they were like this is why in our church you can't counsel someone of the opposite sex yeah. more than once wow. which really puts a damper on any progress yeah. whatsoever but apparently we're so repressed and so hurting and so lonely mm -hmm. and looking for some sort of avatar that's not our weird pastor's wife mm -hmm. and her perm yeah. that you're, you know, so I, I have, you know, you tell me what you want to tell me. Um, I mean, feel free to ask any of that. I would normally say anything, but I just had a conversation it. with my mom. Someone else. Sure. Yeah. It's someone else's someone life. Someone else's life. Yeah. So your dad had um, an affair. How old were you? I was just engaged to be married. Shut up, dude. At 19 Karate years old. kick. <laughs> Karate kicks. <laughs> Oh my God, these are karate kicks. Yeah. These aren't life events, they're karate kicks. <laughs> yeah. 
You got karate kicked. I did. And then I was, so we had started this church, my, we being my family, uh, my dad, the pastor, but I was the worship leader. It was this like the hot thing in Tulsa. It was like in three years, it already had a few thousand people coming to it. It was wow. like Friday nights and it was all the hot college girls writhing in the front. It was good yeah. times. You know? it was like, <laughs> wow. Uh, it was, it was the scene inside. I Tulsa. get it. I know what you're talking and about. And so then this, after only a few years, my dad having this affair, all of a sudden, all this energy and attention is like, well, what the fuck do we do about, is this, is the church why done? It like out? it didn't have enough. Well, uh, why did it come out? I mean, he, he, was he convicted? I think he got, he got caught. I can't believe, I can't remember if he got caught. He got, my mom knew for a little while. Yeah. Then they were going to counseling, but then he eventually like, got too much to handle and he just didn't show up on Friday night. Wow. And so I went home. So fucking heavy. Yeah, it was heavy. Are you able to see your dad as a guy and go Absolutely. like, holy shit, that's fucking heavy. Yeah, not you know not I mean? then. Then yeah. I was just like, you have you, you have failed the Lord and you have failed your family as the man of God of the household. Can you know? like- I just say, <laughs> there has to be nothing more terrifying and I'm saying programming in a loving way, then programming another soldier of God <laughs> in like your spawn and making him into a little you. And he's better at being that purity thing than you are. Yeah. And then he catches you and he's mad at you. I mean, that was the whole thing. I had so much shame. My whole discipleship, my whole like trying to be a better Christian and the fasting that I was doing and the daily fasting, fasting and fast. daily quiet times yes. and like, was so that I wouldn't masturbate anymore. Me too. Buddy, <laughs> I'm writing a book. And can I just say, when I talk about my faith, my life in the church, it's almost exclusively about masturbating. Yeah. <laughs> I've only gotten one note from my publisher and he was like, it might be a little heavy on the masturbation <laughs> story. <laughs> But they, he doesn't know. I'm not. I'm not going to push back. He's right. We're going to take some of them out. But that to me is. Yeah. If you tell a young person, I write about the the verse where Jesus says, "If you look at a woman with lust in her yeah. heart, you've committed adultery already." To me, when I look at that verse now, I'm I'm like, it's all sort of one thing. Mm-hmm. Like, stop being so hard on adultery. We're all sort of stuck in this yeah, soup. Yeah, yeah. It's actually kind of a beautiful and liberating thing. Mm-hmm. But we just used it as like, you're fucking evil. Yeah. And every day, I found this kid's journal in college. We were such dicks and we read it and he would say, I sinned again today. Mm-hmm. And we all knew what he meant. Yeah. Isn't that fucked? You know how many sins there are? But there's only one sin if you're I've got those 16 journals. and horny. And I've got, I've got them taped. When I would mention it, I would tape over the cover and say, please do not read. Tape it shut. Wow. And like, please. And then inside, like, and then even when I wrote it, and I put this, it's funny, I put like a, a part of one of these in my book, which would have horrified my 16-year-old self. Beautiful. But, uh, Break that cycle. Yeah. <laughs> Shake it up. But, but Karate kicks. But yeah, like this, I, w- I wouldn't even write masturbation. I'd like scrawl mast and then like try to make it illegible so you couldn't wow. just The nope. shame. The shame. It's like eating. Yeah. Forget it if, like, when I think about, like, our gay friends that had gayness and masturbating, so mm-hmm. masturbating into gay thoughts, so now you're getting it coming and go, mm-hmm. <laughs> coming, I didn't mean it that way. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that compounds it. This is, like, another fucking disservice that's being done. But, like, it's an appetite. Mm. It's a sec, and when you're 16, 15, yeah. 14, you're starving. Yes. 
And all, it's no wonder like that that's the one thing you're obsessed with. It's a, a very core function of the human body. I wasn't stealing. Yeah. I wasn't killing. Yeah. I, I wasn't even lying. I was like a kid that didn't lie. Uh, like an honor system, like, did you do the work? I didn't do it. Like, you, know, you get you zero. All right. Well, treasure in heaven. Yeah. But later that day, I'd have one foot up on the counter. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and working it straight to hell. <laughs> the same same and yeah. you journaled about it journal what about a manifestation it. of your inner world to the taping and the scrawling like this is how yeah. you were feeling inside like you couldn't even i have to imagine like even thinking the word masturbation was dirty and you, you didn't even want it mm-hmm. it makes you not want your fundamental there's no flow with who you are mm-hmm. there's no loving who you are it's just shame and then your dad so you're beating it's yourself ident- up. It's identity. It's like my version of being a good man was my dad. That's what it was in my mind. Brutal. And that to I he loved I say my that mom. With love. He I'm loved not like brutal. Kids. Like that a, sucks. I mean, like wow, no, I know brutal. it was brutal. And and he loved your mom. I bet he did. He did love my mom, and he loved us kids. And I I remember a message him preaching about like why he would never have an affair because he like spelled out. The destruction that it would ha- would cause in the church, and he'd have to tell us kids face to face. Said that on stage. On stage, I mean, That's we a were all protest too was... much sort of situation. <laughs> yeah. It was before the affair, yeah, like, or not during several, a few years before the affair, several years before the affair. But I mean, but it stuck with me. It was like, yeah, I, uh, that's the kind of man I want to be. That I'll just never. Well, that's his <clears throat> journal. That's his taped yeah. journal. Yeah. He was on stage going like, a great way to nip that mm. in the bud is to like get on the record. That's what marriage is too. It's on the record. I'm yeah. with this. Yeah. And I'm going to pledge these things and mm. we're trying to not be bonobos basically. Yeah. We're trying to resist our bonobo nature. <laughs> <laughs> so see so the affair was like it was a it was not just a relational thing with my dad. It was a career thing. All of a sudden the whole church was looking at me um yeah, to sort of, of stand in the place of him and no, the church handled it so poorly. There was not enough history or infrastructure to have any other leaders. There was just like an entire leadership vacuum with him disappearing. It was only a few years old. Yeah. So they didn't know what to do. Everybody's looking at us, the leaders, the current leadership. Their response yeah, was to post guards, armed guards at the door so Why? that my dad wouldn't come back in case he wanted to come back and try to take over. Wait, that's how hard get this guy out of here? Yeah. Dude, that's what our church, our church let a guy who had an affair, not while he was our pastor, but he had, he was like your dad trying to start over in a new church and he was a great pastor, like sort of like an esteemed guy, except for this one glaring DUI basically. And they let him come and be our head pastor. And like, I don't know if it's half, but like maybe 40% of the congregation was like, we're out Hmm. because he's a mascot. You can't have Mickey Mouse smoking cigarettes yeah you know what i mean it's he has to be giggling and hating the jews that's what mickey does (laughs) (laughs) he can hate jews but he can't smoke i'm just you those who don't understand that riff walt disney a known (laughs) anti-semite so anyway your dad they wouldn't let him in with armed guards your story's fucking fascinating (laughs) that's and so and then i would go i would 
they like took my dad's retirement somehow. I don't know how, but they, 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 they went into like punitive mode and tried to destroy his life, which my mom is stayed with him. So she's a victim of all this. Interesting. Innocent bystander. They won't even let her. I mean, she wasn't, she never came back. She never got to face her friends and be hugged and held. They got isolated by armed guards. You're not allowed back. And then they're, they have no job, no income. They're whatever their savings were retirement somehow got fucked up from the church. And I'm on staff at the church. You're still going. I'm still there. And I'm like telling the, the leadership. They're like, Hey, I'm going home. I'm pissed at my dad. So I'm not, I'm like okay with them being mean to him because right. I'm so mad, but I, I, I'm not okay with them being so mean to my mother who yeah, is what just. What did she have to do with any of it? That's crazy. She's just a, she's a pile of raw nerves and tears just weeping all day and like, or numb. Whoa. Just like, she's in terrible shape, but nobody's there to see her but me. So I'm going home and then I'm going to work and I'm like, hey, you guys seem like you're being really cruel to my parents and they're, then they would accuse me of being manipulated by my parents at home. And then I'd go home and be like, but dad, the church said that you said this. And he'd be like, you're being manipulated at work. And I'm 19. Yeah. I'm like still trying to plan a wedding. And I'm like, and then we can't, Lisa and I can't go out to eat. Lisa's my wife now, my fiance at the time. Uh, we you're can't go still, out to eat. That's yeah. still were. It works. I thought, wow. <laughs> I thought for sure. Yeah. Forgive me for forecasting oh. where I thought the story might be going. Was like, oh, your dad had an affair. And then you broke it off with your wife. You're like, well, this you is all so. shit. Yeah. But you stayed. Stayed. Even though, was there pressure on you to like sell out your dad too? Sell out is kind of hard because, I mean, you were just doing what you were told good boys would do, which mm-hmm. is not approve of what he did. Yeah, I, I tried to stand up and be the man of the godly man of the yeah. situation. So now you have to be like extra godly. Yeah. <laughs> and wow. uh, so that just turned into like a mess that we we couldn't go out to eat without what's happening with your parents in town? And so we just left. We went to Michigan, took a job there, went to wow. school. Wow. Um, but that's, would you have gone to Michigan? Would yeah, you change totally. your haircut? Totally. Yeah. But then in that, going from kind of this college, barefoot leading worship, charismatic, go an hour and a half with music if it's really feeling good, to 17 minutes, Dutch. Shut. Uh, I have a staff. The- my mother, or I have an assistant that's older than my mother. I have like interns and a brass section and a choir. Fuck up. And they're like, can you buy some better clothes? Here's some money. You can go to Banana Republic and get some like nice clothes. Give and some a company thought to car. what you should wear. <laughs> they go give some thought to yeah. what she should wear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but 17 minutes to the dot music. Like the, It was a completely different world. Like this is the this is the last song, so this is the one we put our hands up during, or you know, like now yeah, we're feeling. Yeah, well, this that. is and the 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 pastor. This was right down the street from Rob's church, Rob Bell's church. Really, Mars uh, Hill, and he was the heretic. We were not. That was not a good scene to be seen at Mars. So when I started going, I had to like go secretly. Wait, so you're working at this church and then you started going to Mars Hill? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like working at Cheers and drinking at Friday. Yeah, totally. That's crazy. Uh, but you're all fun. That. <laughs> <laughs> you're fun. You're you're answering calls. You're like responding to impulses. <laughs> like you use the word numb, like you're not being numb. Like you're mm. looking for it. Yeah. Good for you. You start going I, to the... I believed the shit. <laughs> yeah. I like Yeah. That was the problem. I, I believed it. Right. 
So, so it's cognitive dissonance. You need to like fill in gaps to make it make sense. It's yeah. very important to your psychology to make this work. Yes. Yeah. You're married to your faith. And I, and everything was based on my relationship with Lisa, my family life, my career life. We were starting. That's that bigger than my imagination was recorded. Like one of the first years that I was at that church. Oh, Michigan. really? Yeah. I think that's a great title, though. That's a very. What am I? Thank I don't you. mean no, to assume I, that the music you were making when you were like deep in the church was all bad. I don't know it. I'm just saying that title sounds like a song you could write now. Because mm-hmm. that's what I like. I like to think of as God and the mystery yeah, of everything yeah. as being way bigger than I can conceive of. Yeah. Which is a great, it's kind of a, a pretty airtight defense to not have to think about things. Or it can just be like, look, we're trying, but yeah. it's bigger than I can conceive of. Which anybody totally. knows. And the, I, I found those ideas within the tradition, within Christianity, and they, they sparked something in me. Right. And then I followed it. Right. Which I followed it all the way to leaving Grand Rapids, going to Rob Bell's church, questioning everything. Um, you know, and through all that, I had had to deconstruct my views of evolution and gay, like gay people being sinners because they're gay or like right. all that stuff was like one by one falling away were those the big ones isn't it interesting that they sort of like get us in the mire of sex shame with our own sexuality mm-hmm. and then i think that sort of has a kind of that leonard cohen like the cracks are where the light gets in so we're broken because we're jerking off all the time mm-hmm. and then we in that brokenness can consider what it might be like yeah. to be attracted to your own gender or whatever it is. And then your heart breaks for those people. Cause you actually, I felt I've said this before, but I felt like in the church I had to come out as straight. Mm-hmm. Like it's also shameful to be like, I love titties. Like mm-hmm. that's like, that's like also, <laughs> that's also bad. Unless they're married to you. Right. Unless you <laughs> vowed to those titties. I take these titties jiggling left and right. And so for the rest of my days and just these titties. Right? Yeah. So sex shame actually helps us have a little, it builds a bridge. That's a type of suffering that, for me at least, built a bridge to help to understand some of the plight of what it might be like to be gay and Christian, Mm. which is heavy. Yeah. Very heavy. So out of that, we got tired of the mega church scene signing autographs after every service in front of the church. You were like a celebrity? Yeah. What was the church? church, What was the coffee shop called? Higher Ground? Uh, it may have been <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Yes, of course. Oh, well, slow, the story's so interesting. I wouldn't mind slowing down a little bit. What was it like going to Rob's church? What was different? Because I, somebody, I forget who it was. They were like, Rob wasn't always the, obviously Rob. Talk mm-hmm. about a changing man. Yeah, I find all these people these like new avatars that represent endless change i've known rob for five six years or something i've watched him continue to evolve and change not necessarily in his like brain but i keep watching his you know what i mean like it's not like we sit around and go like i used to believe this now i believe this Mm -hmm. that's like ding 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 ones and zeros yeah but i'm watching like a constantly evolving person with that in mind like there what phase were you getting rob when you went to mars hill it started i think in his early my guess is in his early, like, I don't know if hell is real. So this was several years before Love Wins came out. Right. But he was preaching sermons. I was like, is everybody listening to what he's saying? Hilarious. Because I don't think, 
you guys understand what he's saying. He's saying there's no hell. That's and he's amazing. saying it super cleverly amazing. and masked us. Uh, he found a way. Yeah. It's like when I see a great comedian and I'm like, he's calling the audience idiots. These people. <laughs> he's yeah. saying to these people, yeah. you're idiots. And they're loving it because uh-huh. they're not hearing him. <laughs> and there's totally nothing... Yeah. It's delicious. I'm using that word deliberately. Yeah. So by the time... It's delicious. By the time Love Wins came out and people got so mad, I was like, have you not been paying attention for like seven years? Wow. And the answer is no. Yeah. Like they had all his NUMA videos and like, even if you watch those, like pay attention. Yeah. Um, Well, Rob will do that. Yeah. I, again, I, we, we, let's make a note to not air this right next to Darcy because we are covering a lot of the same area. Last time I saw Rob, he talked about the parable about um the the field workers and one of them jesus tells the story one of them works for like three hours one of them works for five hours and one of them works for 10 hours mm-hmm. and they all get paid the same mm-hmm. and and rob just goes because you can't divide infinity mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just talking about like god's love is infinite mm-hmm. so you can't it doesn't matter it's it's you know what i'm saying it's like everyone gets the same mm. amount of love because it's completely irrational mm. your brain wants to go well 10 hours guy should make a hundred dollars 30 yeah. hours or 33 30 dollars and god he keeps shouting at us like it's not that's not how it works so i'm sure he was doing stuff like that yeah exactly but if you're saying a parable of jesus you're kind of like well i can't disagree with that but then if you you offer your thoughts on that mm-hmm. and put it into words and really say I think we've lost the narrative on hell. Then people get as upset, more upset than your dad having an affair. I have to imagine. Yeah, apparently pretty upset. There was no yeah, one cards. There but, was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, people got real, real upset And our church. I kind of give credit to our church for seeing that before the population did like, yeah. cause Rob used to come to our church for some events. Um, and then, our pastor was like, I feel like he's kind of getting off, off track. He's losing the word. Yeah. Um, but you, you, you smelled which way the wind was cooking. And it was, it was the only thing that was keeping my faith alive. Cause Isn't I was, great? I was already as, as the world was deconstructing around me, as I was in college and saw, this was actually before Michigan, but when I saw that kid, uh, I, this, this kid giving, I don't remember why he was doing this, but he was like giving a speech about him singing you were my all in all every night when when he would go to bed he was gay trying to get healed yeah and to me that that was a song i would sing he was in this was someone you knew in this was just a guy that was part of some conversation that i don't remember how it happened but it was like it stuck with me because here's this guy i thought at that time gay people yep that was their choice and And he probably thought well at least that there was something wrong with him yeah, there's something he bad. did, and I saw the shame. I saw a deeper shame than I had with my own sexuality, right? And that he had just as much desire as me. But that's it. To that, be free of it. That, but also he had an earnest. We have this earnest. I, I just like to call it. What is this? What is this? So we have this earnest call or draw. You're drawn to what's going on here, mm-hmm. to some sort of union with the source mm-hmm. of what ha- what is happening here. Um, Apart from any religion or dogma or sure, tradition, yeah. you're just like, you have it and you're itchy. And so here's this kid who so earnestly wants God, but when it was sold to him, it was stapled to this other document that was like, gay people are fucked. Mm-hmm. And so his earnestness gets contaminated. Somebody pooped in the well, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So he has this like beautiful drive, 
And then a lot of times what I see is then people throw out everything. What really makes me excited is when they go like, no, somebody pooped in the well. Let's get the poop out. Mm. And let's drain the well. It'll fill it up with something new. But Yeah, you know and that's difficult to do. It sometimes. is difficult. Yeah. But that was that. I was wondering what led to your deconstruction. So it was this kid. That kid. Evolution. So I guess it, the big ones, the, the four horsemen of the apocalypse for me, <laughs> were uh, the first one was actually the end times, funny enough. That was in high Tell school. Tell me. I was like, if the Antichrist, because in our eschatology, the Antichrist was going to come, we were supposed to get the mark of the beast. UPC from, symbols? He was, yeah. <laughs> or literally, totally, was totally. it UPC symbols? Uh, Stuff like probably, that? Some probably. Some microchip in maybe. your hand or your forehead? Yeah, there was different theories. Or maybe it was a literal 666. I don't know how it was going to work. But whatever it was, it probably was going to be a, a chip or a that's UPC a, can, or That's a very persuasive Antichrist if he gets people to literally put 666 I mean, on them. That's true. It's like, this is how you get Amazon Prime. <laughs> 666. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Bezos? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But I was like, I don't understand how I thought from everything Bezos I know Amazon? about the Bible. Nice. The Old Testament, moving to the New Testament, was like we had all these external laws and now it was becoming about the heart and us trusting Jesus, and that was our way of salvation. But now all of a sudden it goes back to the external stuff. I mean, it's about a mark that you get on your body? I don't yeah, understand that's that. interesting. And about the world ending, as opposed to like your inner world transforming. Yeah, I wasn't there yet. Oh, okay. But I was more just like, from what I understood about salvation, because that was my primary concern, am I going to be okay with God? As it should be. And now I have to be... If given their rules. Yeah. That's your right to pick that as the, <laughs> as the hot topic. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm worried about all this internal stuff, but now I'm going to have to like keep an eye out for that I don't get the wrong mark or tattoo. I don't understand right, that. So right. maybe that's figurative. I was like, it's a mark on your hand and your forehead. Could that be like your actions and your thoughts? Maybe like, oh wow, is that dangerous to think that there's a figurative, figurative verse in the Bible? Dude, fucking a. <laughs> I just heard the ice crack. Yeah, that was the That's ice crack. That's a good ice crack. Yeah. When it echoes in the trees and they shake <laughs> and some snow falls off of them. Yeah, seriously. You're just like, oh my God, that's a good ice crack. Uh, I remember the next ice crack was I was in a plane. I was in Dallas, Fort Worth. Um, I had just been through the bookshop. I don't even remember the name of the book. Some book where some guy claims that every word was spoken to him by God and he like, had a dialogue with God. It might be called like dialogue with God or something, conversations with God, <laughs> something like that. Uh, and I read it and my evangelical mind was like, yeah, right. Yeah. And then I, I got on the plane and it just like hit me like, but why is my claim that the Bible was re- inspired by God any better than that guy's claim? Birds fly off the tree. <laughs> the pine tree <laughs> with the falling snow. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, divine inspiration oh. is a hot, topic that we're all ignoring i had the same crisis in utah and they were like this is where the the latter-day saints the current saints the current prophets of the church are writing new documents they're currently receiving divine inspiration and writing and i was like that window's closed yeah why was it when we said it was open yeah when we said it was open that's real. Uh-huh. That was the real window. And now that those are like the Mormons were very, the Latter-day Saints were very challenging to me mm-hmm. because they were being kind of fast and loose mm-hmm. with something that we were fast and loose mm-hmm. with. You know what I mean? I think I know you do because you had the same exact thing. Yeah. 
I ha- and I also had the same experience when I was in Uganda. Um, yeah. <laughs> because I found a book written by a pastor there. So under the same umbrella of he is not supposed to lie. He's supposed to be uh, a friend of Jesus, all this stuff. And he wrote this book about like the devil visiting him and going to the bottom of the ocean where they make ladies bras and perf- <laughs> it's real men made perfume. And I'm reading it and I'm like, I remember saying to Whitney, this woman, the leader, the mission leader, and I was like, this isn't real, right? And she was like, I don't think so. I think he's probably unstable or something. And I was like, how do we discern? Mm. This guy's claiming us. He's a pastor. He's in our group. Mm-hmm. And he's saying this happened. He's, he's either having like a schizophrenic delusion or maybe that person is, but like, we're, how do we know the guy that wrote Numbers? <laughs> numbers is like the least trippy book that wrote <laughs> es, uh, Esther. <laughs> okay, these are, I got to pick a better one. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, how do we know that, that Ezekiel, that Paul, or Ezekiel or Paul wasn't like a nutty guy? I'm not saying he was. I'm just saying yeah. we're putting them in this. Paul's a little fucked up, it seems like. Right? Certainly eclectic. Yeah. These are eclectic. weirdos i say that with love Uh our eclectic weirdos are real because they're the old eclectic weirdos and if you're an eclectic weirdo now it's so easy to say well clearly you're off your meds like Mm -hmm. you you need thorazine you're having an Mm -hmm. episode right yeah but those were the people that made our religion (laughs) were people that now would be told to take an antipsychotic it's so i mean it's kind of the same thing with like (laughs) yeah no, keep going. Even, Don't let my cackle stop you. <laughs> we won't get anywhere if every time I cackle, you stop. Um, yeah, so all the, what was the next crack? I mean, oh, then, yeah. then I could like evolution. You kept evolution. Saying. If I could, if I could interpret the end of the Bible figuratively, maybe I could interpret the beginning of the Bible. Because what's the whole thing oh, with this? Is so fun. Six days and six thousand years. How can you have like a day if the sun doesn't exist? Yeah, or, and, or the, and how come we can see stars yeah. that are? billions of light years away it doesn't make any sense right. well god created it mature but why i thought god was outside of time right is he like he's just in a hurry even though he's outside of time he's like speed that part up i don't want to be waiting all those years right so i just i didn't make any sense it didn't fit it's so I, was like, I guess i have stuff. to it's all head stuff. yeah totally it's figuring but I, it out but i needed to believe it right for my tribal identity for my career for my sense of security yeah and belonging you were also selling it I was selling it. You needed to believe it because you didn't want to go to bed every night going, what am I doing? Yeah. My wife and I, I, my first gift to my wife was a leather bound Bible with our verse underlined in it and her name emblazoned in gold on the cover. Wow. What was your verse? Uh, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Yeah. Always acknowledge him and you will make your path straight. So what's going to happen if I stop trusting the Lord with all my heart? My path's going to veer off the cliff. Yeah, of course. Um, so I've got to figure out how to keep believing. Right. But you know what's so funny about that verse, man? Again, 39-year-old Pete hears that verse. Mm. Heard that verse my whole life. And now I'm like, yeah, trust in the source, the mystery, with all your heart, not even your head, mm-hmm. with something beyond your mind, and lean not on your own understanding. Mm. What we say on this podcast yeah, is your dog's trying to understand the internet. You'll you'll never be able to fit all of this mystery in you. It's just the the design of the game is we get glimpses, but you're not going to hold it forever. So just relax a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but instead, it was giving you stress. 
<laughs> yeah, I think the only part of that verse that I wouldn't like just kind of let slide by now would be acknowledge him in, in all, all your ways. ways. Yeah. I can see like if, well, just the way that I interpreted that for so many You're bringing years, me back to Bible college, like, man. I'm like, praise, what does the Greek say? <laughs> what does the Greek say? No. Acnusis. <laughs> it's acnusis, which at the time when a Greek person bought a turnip, he would acnusis <laughs> that there were other turnips. Yeah. So you just are aware oh, of the choices God. in the market. Bible school debates are the best. I, re- I still remember a guy going, it's in the scriptures. It's in, it's in the Septuagint. That's what you need. Oh, John is the least reliable gospel. Get. Oh, my God. My dick is inside my body. It retreated, and it's in there now. But it used to be, I know this is a tangent, but the, it used to be that acknowledge him in all your ways. The same kind of thing as like pray ceaselessly, or when I think about, your brother Lawrence, the monk who would practice the presence what of God. What was his book? Yeah, Practicing the Presence Practicing of the Presence of God by washing dishes. To me, that always meant like you've got to have this extra thought layered on everything that you're doing. Right. It wasn't like, about parting the curtains of your endless horseshit brain. <laughs> it was about concentrating, right? Trying. Hmm. Try to acknowledge God. Yeah. Not dissolve into it, but really... It's like don't stop singing Chantilly lace in your head. Like, yeah, keep the keep it going. Yeah, and I had such an internal monologue for so much of my life. A lot of it was forgive me, forgive me. I'm so sorry, God. I'm sorry. Please forgive yeah, me. Yeah, you don't know. Like, you could have a heart attack. And it was get, just get those good forgive me's out, just in <laughs> totally, case. Yeah. Uh, hey, good to see you, Aristotle. Forgive me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just in case you don't know what you did. Remember the brownie. <laughs> Dude, there's some cotton in those brownies. You better throw out some forgiveness. That rapture could happen at any moment. Dude. Um, But I always thought, so I thought that acknowledging, I thought that that always was like, you had to have an extra layer of shit going on in your brain when you're washing the dishes. It's not just that those dishes are the presence of God being manifest. It's I'm washing the dishes and like, praise you, praise you, praise you. Thank you, God, or whatever. I understand now why you have the acknowledge. Because if it's head stuff, it's 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 endless. Yeah. I, I said to David Nickturn, he's a, a Buddhist teacher, I was like, it's so exhausting to try and be present all day. Mm. And he was like, you'll see, you don't try to be present. Mm-hmm. It's about letting go of something mm-hmm. as opposed to letting your brain cling to what I'm supposed to be doing. It's actually much more, again, to say like the wave sizzling on the beach. It's so much more organic. Mm. To go, like I, I used to go, would go to the, I was just writing about this. You go to the botanical gardens and you try, capital T, try to appreciate nature mm-hmm. is so different from just surrendering mm-hmm. to it and, and washing, going back, wash the dish. Mm-hmm. It's all that, that's in you right now is this dish. Mm-hmm. That's God. It's not a Mormon in a tower. It, it is. And it's not an old uh, prophet that we're not sure about. It is. But it's also just the fucking plate. Like, just like, just this. Mm-hmm. Just this. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Preaching. You're preaching. I love it. <laughs> My book is called This. Is it? Yeah. This? This. Jesus. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Great title. Thank you. One of the running titles for my book is What Is This? Really? They should put them next to each other. <laughs> this. What is this? Oh, what is this? This is the companion book. Great title. Thank you. Because this is what it's about. Mm-hmm. Right. So, a, a word that just means, ah, 
Ugh. Right? <laughs> Fucking shit on a dick. <laughs> so evolution. evolution. Can I look at the six day? Dude, I remember. Sorry, you're just bringing it all back. Debating. There were books about the literal six day mm-hmm. creation and, and it was important. It mattered. I mean, they were kind of smart to know that it mattered because if you start questioning it, it all falls apart. Then what? Then Noah Noah's literal? Right. And that was the next thing. Like, if I don't believe Genesis 1 and 2 are literal, why do I believe Genesis 3 is literal? Right. Well, is that where I Noah is? I don't know. Somewhere soon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think we've got to get through rusty. some Abraham first. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it's all good. No, wait. I didn't mean to out-Bible you. <laughs> <laughs> because I actually think... I don't think so. I think it's sooner. Really? I think it's pretty soon. I'd believe you. I, it's been a while since I've cracked the old Jenny. It's Yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> But you're right. And this is what people used to sort of warn us about is like pulling, if you want to destroy my sweater style, like don't pull the thread. Yeah. And people would have meltdowns in my school if you said, you know, the story of Noah isn't literally true. Mm-hmm. You're sort of fucked. Whereas I, I wonder, how, we'll get to how you feel now. So you started looking at evolution. Yeah, it was, was so slow. It was step by step. I mean, eventually it was like, well, Genesis 1 through 12 is not literal. But then after that, it gets literal. It was, right. I, I held on as long as I possibly could. Nobody said it's history mixed with mythology or anything. No, there was no like third option of like can't. It Eventually, be a I got there. there. Yeah, um, I remember being deeply like. There's a older text of Goliath where it said he was only six feet six feet tall. Or but something. you were re- to read that stuff. You have to read people that don't believe in hell and that don't. What do you mean? Those like scholars get... that say that it's a mix of mythology and his like right. Then you're going over to the liberal side. You're going and you over to lose the... that beautiful, cold, <laughs> hard certainty. You know what I mean? Do you ever miss it? Those old, simple days. There's black and there's white, and I'm in the black. Like the yeah. thick knowing mm. and being right and knowing I'm right and f- ignoring that so many other people are wrong yeah. and not thinking about them too much. Like Uncle Phil in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> So evolution was, to help people understand, you weren't allowed to believe that man came from the animal kingdom. No. Yeah. That was, yeah, I was dismissing the whole narrative was that God created man without problems, with no sin and death and all that shit. And we, we fucked up by eating the tree and and eventually that became metaphorical but it's still the story was human beings brought sin into existence right. it was our fault and that's the reason that everything is messed up right that's god wanted it to be this yeah but we fucked yeah so then jesus is the answer to that god right. is, sends jesus to fix that and now we can believe in jesus and get back he's the first adam so the whole story is pretty based on like an original sin yeah and if you say there are millions of years of humans and, and pre-humans and apes and dinosaurs and every other kind of organism that you could imagine on this one planet right. that had all sorts of disease and death and killing each other. And I never even thought about that, that there was all this like sin, quote unquote, Sin meaning like things not going great. Yeah, not shalom. <laughs> not shalom. <laughs> not one thing. With what we interpret shalom. Right. Yeah. It happened in the garden. That's interesting. Wow. 
Very interesting. So I, how do you pull that thread away without? And also, the whole did you ever away? play this game? Where's their Jesus? If we have like Homo erectus and Homo, like where was their Jesus? You know what I mean? Like oh, if yeah. we, we would I thought go, we'd have more with aliens. But, that's what we do. If yeah. there was a life with another planet, would say if there was another planet with life, just like us somewhere, mm-hmm. and there's so much space, chances are it's somewhere. Mm-hmm. And we'd go like, well, what about Jesus that? And they'd be like, well, an alien Jesus would come to them. <laughs> so not only is God in a rush, God is also just repeating himself. Because yeah. you know what pure light and creativity loves to do? Yeah. The same fucking thing over and over and over. It's a fucking weird story. Here we are aching to know this, and we were handed that. And we had to go, all right, let's reconcile these two things. Mm. So you started to believe in uh, evolution quietly? Evolution. Kind of quietly. Eventually it became not quietly. Were you teaching on it at this point? Were you sharing not in the your beginning, struggle? Eventually, yeah. And then in some of my early, in that Beautiful Things record, I'm uh, actually the record, yeah, that record and the next record, I was becoming comfortable enough to share about my doubts about faith and that if it's true evolution, we need to stop reading these things so fundamentalistically and literally and find a way that this is pointing us towards um, heaven, which is the kingdom of God here and now making the earth better. Like all that right. stuff was starting right. to really get How in. old. This is 30. Yeah, dude. Um, That's right about when I started. I, I, I just, I love this. I love that there's like cycles of yeah. life and evolution and mm-hmm. human growth and psychology where you're like something about 30 yeah, and there's something about 33. There's, there's just like an interesting <laughs> yeah. track going yeah. on. I took mushrooms the first time when I was 30 and that was really when oh, I really? was like, Oh, you beat me. By... <laughs> like, oh, did you? Is this not when I was 30? You beat me by several years on that one. Okay. But you were already having those mushroomy. Those are the thoughts the mushroom whis- yeah. whispers to yeah. you. And <laughs> God, that rascal. But I did <laughs> those I, rascally fungus. But some of that also, I had a, a mystical experience that probably was my stand-in for mushrooms. At that point, was uh, I went to a CC, so I was like, I don't know if I believe in God anymore. We had been traveling, seeing behind the stages of the biggest churches, and the all, what did you all see? The, the same things that you would expect to see: businesses, corporations, doing business things, and and right. controlling. People's emotions and and programming them and you know, like wow. uh, was there a moment though like some pastor going God damn it Diane shut the fuck up and then he was like Good afternoon like any sort of direct thing hypocrisy. after thing it was so many green rooms where a pastor brought out his booklet of a big game that he had killed and he's flipping through these pictures and here's this giraffe laying on his arms his neck and i'm like oh my god <laughs> like oh my what? god and he's like yeah shut that son of a bitch i mean he didn't say son of a bitch maybe, but it was like right because that what is be this wrong. Like, this is guy this guy is just like an egomaniac wow that has no concern for Dude, anything other than his own business audience of one you no. got gotta see it i knew you hadn't it's so obscure <laughs> it's about a megalo- megalomani- megalo- megalomaniac megalomaniac but how do you say megalomaniacal there it is oh. um pastor who wants to make a movie oh, really? you gotta watch it and it's like star wars and he's like it's old but it's new and he's like like star wars he's like no and he's clearly just an unstable person yeah. but you and i grew up in a world where we're like these people can't be people 
they're pastors. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. They're special. No, so and then the you see, meet them. I'm in the green room. I I won't say his name because most people would know his name. But Dale, uh, you, I, I was sitting in the green room and I was kind of sitting on the floor with my feet outstretched, and he was coming. He was entering. The king was entering, and so his his bodyguard entourage like literally kicked my leg. Like, get your feet out of the way. No, and just that king enters, and he goes. It's, it's just like a, this That's whole world. So funny. And like, I think this is all bullshit. Yeah. Uh, I had this recently with somebody where it was a, a Christian person I knew that was talking about their guns and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I know this is a touchy subject, but fuck it. It's like, I was like, so somebody breaks into your garage and is trying to like take your bike or something. You're going to shoot this person? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But totally. It's like, oh, you know Jesus. When someone asks you to walk a mile with them. Shoot them. Shoot them. <laughs> If someone slaps you in the cheek, shoot the cap them. in their ass. Like, what is the like? Have not just have the bike. It's just like I'm not going to kill somebody. Yeah. Like, are you thinking this through? And what if it's somebody that's on drugs and they're in your house because they're confused and you're jumpy as fuck because you're scared and you shoot somebody? That's what? enjoy that on your deathbed, you moralistic fuck. <laughs> you murdered somebody. You're the same thing that made you like feel so good on Sunday is now going to haunt you as you slip into infinity because mm. <laughs> you murdered somebody, Jeez. and you have to go. Well, he was in my property. Well, let's hope you know Saint Peter at the Pearly Gates has American laws printed out. <laughs> well. He, he was trying to take Texas, his bike. And he was trying to take your bike? Get in there, you sharpshooter. <laughs> good, good marksmanship. You can't wait to meet the guy. He's in there, too. Uh, and that, going back to, I believed this shit, and that was the problem for me. Like, I believed that when you follow Jesus, you were supposed to, like, your attention was supposed to go to the least of these. Right. And that your energy should have gone to the least of these. And I was part of a church that was building youth facilities with pool tables and flat screen TVs and video game systems. And then I went down to the homeless outreach uh, on a Saturday and they couldn't afford burgers for everybody that was there. So they had to like find this degrade hot dog meat shit. Oh boy. And I was like, what? I know what we just spent yeah. on like one less the new flat screen TV yeah. in the, that yeah. one corner of the lobby. Yeah. Um, that replaced the non- whatever it is yeah. 4k one yeah <laughs> oh god so i was like what do we believe any of this stuff right um and so through all that i, I all my idealism uh was like is any of this real i, I didn't know if i believed in god i, I did your wife googled did, did you she, tell lisa were you like yeah and she know. saw a lot of the same stuff so we had a lot of the same like you grew you were growing together yeah or changing together whatever yeah. you want to say yeah beautiful that um, could have gone the other way totally Seen lots of stories where it's gone the other Fucking way. hell. Yeah. I remember talking, it, it's not, uh, certainly not with his family, I don't think, but Science Mike experienced some of that. Yeah. You know, like he, <laughs> like, you don't want to be a prophet. You know what yeah, I mean? Like seriously. truth comes with a price mm-hmm. and you start waking up to these things. You might be snug in bed with something and it's going to be cold when those sheets are whipped off. Yeah. I mean, it was so slow. I think all these, every one of these from Genesis 1 is the only uh, metaphorical one to Genesis 1 through 12. All those were like <laughs> slow steps that were very discussed with Lisa and she saw the reasons I was doing it. And, you know, That's so um, fun. <laughs> I just, it's just bringing me back in a good yeah, way that you're seriously. like, Genesis 1 through 12 is metaphor. Yeah. 
13? <laughs> it is hard copy. Yeah. It is a transcript. That's, don't fuck with 13. Or you're going <laughs> 13 on. I, I've said this many times. Uh, my teacher in Israel was like, virgin birth, sinless life, physical death yeah. and resurrection. He was like, everything else we can debate. Yeah. And I was like, but we what can't about those, those? Those are the kind of the ones I want to debate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Virgin birth? Shut up! <laughs> Dude. Yeah. Wow. Um, so then I went to a... Se- I Googled after I didn't know if I believed in God. It was terrifying. Googled best spiritual retreats in the world. Wow. Um, I was like, I, know, I, need, I need to fix this. My life's going to fall apart. I uh, found this interreligious retreat in Assisi. It was a silent meditation retreat for a What's week. What's Assisi? Assisi? Oh, a, Assisi. Like St. Francis of yeah. Assisi? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, if you go to Assisi, did you go? Yeah. It's all just like, Richard Rohr talks about this. It's all like St. Francis, like merch. He's like St. <laughs> Francis who wore a rope instead of a belt because he didn't want to like have any possessions. Yeah. You can go to Assisi, where he's from, and buy a doll. This man is spinning yeah. wherever he is here and now. <laughs> Fucking a. So you went to Assisi on a retreat. There, on a retreat. Interfaith. Interfaith. Silent meditation. Is this Franciscan? No. It was just in Assisi. Was, they're probably more Buddhist, actually. Really? I had been flirting with meditation before that. This was in 2010. Because uh-huh. um, I, I, I needed to. I just kept reaching for, how do I keep believing this? Eventually, they got to like, I can't find it within Christianity. I need something else to keep me alive here. Yeah. Um, and so then that retreat, I had this amazing mystical experience. A real, I saw for the first time, God was not a something to believe in or not believe in. A something distance to like judge, but like just God is. That yeah. was my, what I wrote in my journal. Wow, and you didn't um, tape it shut, did you? I didn't tape that one didn't shut. Didn't need to tape it shut. No. Because it was good news. It was good news. But You went and you were silent and you meditated and you had a religious experience? Yeah. Where were you? Uh, up in the hills in Assisi. Like, so you were outside? Yeah. With a tree or something? It was all week, so I mean, I, I would wander the hills. You, I like, I was, stayed like, dancing. in the Yeah, I, dan- I, I remember dancing on top of this hill in the meadow laughing and it was like because you got there yeah you great. got there it was great you got there i got there and I then i want to kick you <laughs> karate kings <laughs> like i want to push you like someone who just won the lottery like you got there that's yeah. so great <laughs> what a stupid word hey great but you got there i'm gonna i i can't say this ramdas one enough I, it's, it's also going to be in my book unless it gets taken out with all the jerk off stories but um the brain wants to think about things, so it turns God into a thing. Mm-hmm. It's consciousness without an object. Mm. So God is is consciousness without an mm-hmm. object. That's enjoying the park without thinking about the park. Mm-hmm. That's washing the dish without yeah. thinking about the dish. But the function of the brain, and if it's your master instead of your servant, and it's taken over, and it's taking control, it's possessed you, yeah. God becomes a thing that you think about. So if you're thinking about it, you're never with it because it, you've, you've gone into dualism. Yep. You've gone... Black, white, me, God, and I think about God. Something I wrote, I was like, my ability to connect with God was limited by my ability to think about connecting with mm-hmm. God, as opposed to dropping the thoughts through meditation, mm-hmm. through contemplation, or just simply being quiet in the woods. That's where you get to... It sounds so stupid. I don't think it sounds stupid, but God is, to a lot of people, probably just sounds stupid. But when that really like 
when you're a sponge and you just soak that idea mm-hmm. up, it's like you, suddenly you're dancing. A guy who says on video you look like you're comatose is dancing yeah. in the hills. Yeah. Karate kicks. Karate kicks. <laughs> it was beautiful. And then I right from there I did a week in um, what's the the Com- Camino El Camino. Oh yeah, the Santiago. Uh, so it was like is this, that literally a path like you walked? Yeah, it's like from I don't remember where it starts, but it goes all the way through Spain. It goes through yeah, France, that's Spain. the one. And it's like a pilgrimage. It's an you official did it. pilgrimage. I didn't do. I did enough to have an official pilgrimage. You have like a passport. Yeah, that they stamp, and it's like count it, count it. I did a pilgrimage. And so Lisa was at home. <laughs> she was at home. I am not saying that with judgment. I'm saying I mean there was, there was a little judgment because we had a young baby. Uh, yeah, but you know but what? she was so kind. Val was nine months pregnant, and I went and sat with Ramdas for six days. Yeah. And that's the sort of stuff that you go like... When, that's Jesus, why we're still together, to yes, be honest. get the fuck out of my... They, these are people that understand yeah. that there are conventions, and there's marriage, and there's this, and there's what you're... What, but you know what is a great robber of life is what you ought to be doing, what's expected to be doing. Yeah. You know, it's, it's J- Jamie Stewart at the end of uh, What a Wonderful... It's mm-hmm. a Wonderful Life. It's like... Go on the trip, you stupid bitch. <laughs> uh, yeah, do yeah, both. <laughs> if if yourself, if your own experience of the world is like not sturdy and and yes. then what is this marriage anyway? What can I offer you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm bankrupt. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. But so many people would rather have a physical embodiment of a bankrupt person yeah. with them for the photographs. Yeah. Than to be like, than to have to deal with, as Val did, where's Pete? Couldn't you go into labor at any moment? He's in Maui. <laughs> yeah. That's an evolved person. It is. I love Valerie with my whole heart. That's an evolved person that goes, he needs this. Yeah. Or he'll get so in bed with the showbiz horror mm. that I'll be gone. Mm-hmm. I'll be gone. Mm-hmm. Bye. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to a, you know some party where they give you a champagne that there's only two bottles of it. Yeah, and the homeless people can't have hamburgers, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I know you get it. So very excited. But then that was like a state. It was a because then I came home and I was like, why am I not? You lost it a little bit. Why am I not dancing on hills anymore? Right. I was slow. I, I at first I felt like dancing, and then it was like two months go by, and I'm like I'm meditating. Why? Why am I not getting there? Yeah. Why am I? I feel like same thing with Ra- again with Ramdas. When I came home, I literally felt as if a curtain physically had been pulled from left to right. Mm. Like the reason I could really pinpoint the feeling mm-hmm. was because it felt like it had moved left to right. It wasn't like a comparison. It felt like something had been swiped left to right with me, mm. and now there was like a curtain over here that used to be over my face. And I'm not saying the curtain's closed again, but I don't feel it. This is part of the game: mm-hmm. the remembering and the forgetting. But when I came back, I was like, I'm going to stay in Assisi, right? Yeah. And and I know the truth now. It's God is. But wait, yeah. I'm still saying something. Like the towel that be, can be spoken is not the true towel. So yeah. if I'm saying it, if I have, I know I got it. Yeah. I had, I had the experience. I want to have it again. It's back. It's an object again. It's, right. It's not this. You're clinging to the dance on the mountain. It's like interesting. Yeah. There's an idea that like, Getting these experiences can be tricky mm-hmm. because you don't want to be addic- like a good meditation. Mm-hmm. It's like you really have to surrender that the meditation you're doing at that moment is the only meditation mm-hmm. and the rest are just memories and you can't cling to those. So the dancing happened, 
but all we have is right now. And there was still, which I couldn't see at the time, but there was a, an element, a thread that still held on to my identity being associated with that, with God is, with um, being a spiritual person. I could still function in my Christian space. I was a pastor. We, I don't know if I said that. We moved to Denver to start a church because we were sick of the mega church thing. We were just like, let's just go be the church in an authentic way. We had moved to Denver, just started like this house church with whoever would come, and it was super idealistic. We just go like put water, you know, take watermelon down to the gay pride parade and hand out watermelon with God loves everyone t-shirts and oh. and sing songs together and what is that? You know, very idealistic. Um, and so that was, but there was still that was still my life, so I could function in that space, being this sort of mystic that could hold the the words of God and Christ loosely and right um but I still needed to hold those words and I, well, I didn't, it's still your job it's still my job that's the burden of the yeah. teacher yeah it's really heavy i remember duncan it bears repeating trussell said to me he was like enlightenment is like a plane crashes in the arctic crashes through the ice not the same ice different ice and uh and it's going down and everyone's going to die and one guy swims to the surface and it's freezing and he gets up on the ice and he's, and he's just rubbing his arms in his chest because he got out. That's reality. And he broke out of it. And he's like a teacher is someone who jumps back in the water, even though 99.9% sure everyone's dead, swims down, catches up with the plane, goes in and looks for survivors. So that's like a different. Yeah. There's a lot of, I think, enlightened people that are just like. I'm going to be over here. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a different thing to go like, God is, and now I can give it to you. Uh, right? Yeah. Heavy. Really. Um, I love that. Is that 90? Shit. I'm so glad you're here, man, with a baby. I love you. I'm so, <laughs> this was so heavy. One of the things, I know you have two daughters. One of the things with kids is like the first thing that sort of goes, I'm ashamed to say, is meditation and like mm. contemplation, reading. It's it, There's a lot of nowness with the baby. Yeah. But I was like, Michael's going to come over and we're going to get into it. So the fact that it's been 90 minutes is a shock to me. <laughs> Just keep going with your wonderful story. Thank you. <laughs> um, you were teaching and you needed to know that you knew. So there was still a wait. And as I climbed further and further down from that mountaintop experience, literally... Um, it it just got heavy again, and it got like, why can't I? The doubts came back stronger in an existential, physical way of like, but is all that is all this bullshit? Like, why bother calling any of this God? Why bother with I the language about like yeah. love? We're always talking about I'm a church talking doing? about like it's all about love, and but I still had like, but the universe. Look at the universe. There's so much. Entropy, and we, I, I had visited Auschwitz and been to Uganda and been to all sorts of places where I saw all this suffering that was so much more extreme. As, as much, I mean, we, there's suffering all around us all the time. Sure. But when you see those, like the some of the things that have been done right in history and with humanity, you're like, how, why bother with all this? The arc of the universe is justice and love and all this stuff. Like, are we just being 
reattaching ourselves to these ideas just so we feel better and that we have we're, not, we're afraid of death and what what is what is yeah. still happening yeah and so it got darker and darker and darker again and uh hmm. meditation stopped working working can quote, i say unquote. that alex gray did this podcast he took ayahuasca the first time you take it three times apparently in the ceremony he took it once and he experienced the great white light he was hmm. one with god like you and then the second trip he went to auschwitz wow and he said on this podcast, he goes, it was like God saying, find me now. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> seriously. Like, it's yeah. fun to come into the McDonald's playpen, but find me now. Yeah. Wow, heavy. Masterclass. Wow. Yeah, that, that's like a fast... I experienced that over like a couple of years, but that, yeah, was, of that course. was the... But I mean, it, I'm glad you're saying it because I, I want us to be honest about our day because i still have that yeah i don't know if you're experiencing that as you're trying to write your book there's some mornings i'm looking at my own words and i'm like what mm. you know what i mean that's mm. just part of the game like it's just mm. like some days god is makes sense and some days you read god is and you're like what the fuck is going on mm. am i in koreatown with a speaker right now <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, exactly, i don't understand exactly. what's happening exactly yeah um so you went into the dark period. so then 2012 that was two years after a cc and we were touring more and more and more and seeing more Christian stuff. And like, I, why am I in this world? What am I, why am I holding on to this? I just want to, I just want to stop thinking about this. I like, it got so bad. I couldn't go out Dude. without like, I'm, I have these thoughts. Like I got to be loving. I got to embody love. I got to be divine love. This isn't why. Me. Yeah. Why? It, and I, you and, got broken. I mean, Right. I got broken. Broken. Like it broke you. Like Yeah. And I just I just it actually paralyzed me in a moment when I'm with somebody thinking be love for them and then like, but why? Yeah. What's the point? They're gonna die, I'm gonna die. What's the point? Like I just get in these loops in my head. Um and it wasn't a loop that made me more present to the moment. It was it took me farther off into philosophy and existential dread about what is all this and if God is, why bother with you know, all the all the big existential questions so to get out of my head i i luckily met this guy i noticed your sauna when i came in uh because sauna heat was really good for me is that uh, right? this guy told me and ta- he's like a therapist guy and he's like i can tell you're in your head a lot you should like buy a hot tub get hot get hot like find a way to be in your body um interesting take I walks, one of the reasons exercise. i love it yeah it's you're in your body. When you're yeah. 200 degrees, you're like, I'm here, baby. <laughs> yeah, you're not somewhere totally. else. Yeah. It can be really hard. Yeah. Like at first, you're like, you're just sitting with yourself for an hour. It's hard not to watch the iPad or something. Like, But if mm. you just try to just do it, it can be really difficult. But yeah, that's very interesting. So I bought a hot tub. I was like <laughs> doing that. So I, on a particularly bad day in December um, where I just couldn't, my brother was in town. I couldn't get my head out of these loops of existential questions and hanging on. I was like, I got to get, I'm going to go to the spa. There's a spa that I would go to sometimes where they had like steam room and sauna and hot tub and I could get in my body and pray or meditate, read. I'd bring, uh, you know, laminated books. <laughs> Actually. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> um, cause they had like a relaxation lounge. I go in and of course, with the cucumber water. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it literally yeah, was yeah, cucumber yeah. water. Cold towels and cucumber water. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I understand. Um, <laughs> and so I found myself there trying all my tricks. I was like trying to meditate, trying to read, trying to pray. Nothing. Just, Oh, 
I hate that. Why can't I? I gotta believe. I have to be believe enough in my language to hold on to enough that I can still keep my life. Um, and then I remembered this scene from Homeland, uh-huh. the TV show Homeland. Yeah, where the guy becomes uh, Muslim. Right, and I was like, that's a religion I haven't tapped much into. Right. Um, so I was like, maybe that's what maybe that's what I'm missing. I'm like, they, they have this. I remember that show doing something similar for me too. I really? was like, it's there's something kind of lovely about an American soldier captured, obviously in a fictional way, a story about a guy and then becoming Muslim, not because he was tortured and told mm-hmm. to become a Muslim, but because in this sort of forced retreat state, mm. he connected with something. It's yeah. very unlikely. It reminds me as a metaphor of how God finds us all. Mm. You know what I'm saying? In this way that you would never... God doesn't come to you on Sunday in church. God comes to you through like metaphorically a kidnapping and like a capture and like a, and then becoming the one religion that you were kind of fighting Mm. literally like shooting at. Right. Does that feel metaphorically how God comes at you? Totally. So you became Muslim. So I got on my knees in the relaxation lounge in my bathrobe. Wait, right away. Right. I was like, well, okay. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm so individualistic. I'm an American Christian, like have, have all these constructs of the world that make it about me and God. And, I, and I'm questioning all these things. I have the right as an individual to question these things. It seems to me like there's a, a more like a we sense in mm. a lot of those other religions that, mm. that I maybe don't have as a consumerist capitalist American. Right. A me. Um, so I was like, maybe there's like a humility and a submission. They get down all these times a day and bow, literally. Right. Like maybe there's something about that that would help me. Interesting. So I'm like, what did he say? It was like Allah Akbar or something like. Yeah. That. You <laughs> like just. To... Wow. And so I'm you like, knew. I'm gonna try. I'm desperate. I mean, I was like, I'm, I'm desperate to hold on to my life. So I get down on my knees in the spa, and I'm trying to mimic the movement that I remember him doing on the TV show and trying to mimic the sounds and doing it over and over. Like, come on, come on back mountaintop, you know? Yeah. And all of a sudden it's like, I see myself bird's eye view. Like, what am I doing? Like, what is, I'm so desperate to hold on and it's, I'm miserable. What I'm living this life. I'm holding on to trying to keep, together but it's not a life that i'm enjoying it's Mm. not like i have the job i have the house i've got the beautiful wife i've got people that love me friends that love me people stop me on the street and say that their music my music means stuff to them but i'm not happy i'm not enjoying any of this right um because you were still trying to make sense so hard that you went homeland yes yeah uh i'm trying i'm appropriating other cultures with, with maybe it's this of, one that's one of those things maybe another method yeah that's the brain clinging to you want it so bad you want your fix yeah so bad correct me if i'm wrong but god is guy dancing is like it doesn't not you're you're looking at it the wrong way yes right he would have got that but it was yeah. two years later no i get it i miss it i know what it's like to be free i don't feel it anymore why can't right. i I'm, I'm seeking for it I'm seeking it with ideas and trying to make sense of it. This is what happened with people with Maharaji. They'd mm. get free in his presence. Mm-hmm. Then he died and people would like Krishna Das started smoking crack because wow. he was so sad. Yeah. 
Ramdas also talks about taking psychedelics being like let it, being let out of prison, but then when the chemical wears off, you have to go back into prison. And then he goes, and it's worse. Going back into prison is worse mm, yeah, because you went totally. out. <laughs> yes, you went it was out darker, and you yes. smelled the air, and you saw the stars, and then you had to go back. So you are actually having a. Wor- this is why it's dangerous—not dangerous, but it's kind of juicy and charged. If you have an experience like that, it's not. I don't want to say it's a gift and a curse, but it's it's a, it's a it's a complicated mm-hmm. mitzvah. Totally. <laughs> yeah. So there you are, and. So I think, what if I just stop? What if I just let go of all this? And if I just stop, what would happen? And I, it kind of, an image came to me like I was in a river and I had been for 15 years holding on to a branch. Yeah. Body all pruny. Just, no, I can't, I can't let go. If I let go, I will die. Like my life goes out of my control. Right. And then the thought crossed my head, like, what if the river is good? And like this, I brought me this far. I've all this time. And I'm trying to wrestle with it as though I could wrestle with it, knowing at the same time, I'm feeling my hands starting to slip. Right. This is inevitable. This is inevitable. Right. But I'm still trying to rationalize it, justify Maybe it's okay. Maybe I'm going to be okay. If I can't keep believing, if I can't keep this language, if I can't stay in a church where I can talk about God without, uh, I'm like, I'm fighting and fighting it, but then feeling like I, it's, this is not, I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm not going to keep, I'm out of religions. Uh, (laughs) I'm out of the big ones. Yeah. 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 Um, I've tried to find as much as I can from all these practices and religions and like, I just need, I, and then it's just like, I just let go. Hmm. Is it? Yep. And okay, I'm not going to believe by letting go in that context, what that felt like to me was becoming an atheist. Like God, I'm taking that word out of my life. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm just not going to think about it. And it was weird because again, at that point, if I would have, if you would have asked me, is God something to believe in? I would have said, no, right. You don't have to believe in God. I didn't think at that point, I didn't think God was going to send me to hell if I didn't believe in him. Right. Um, and it wasn't a hymn. It was like, right, is. right, right, right. But, but I was like trying to hold on to that. There's, I was still clinging to that. But it's also old psychology that you, you can't, yes. you can try and be Deep a, down. past it, but it's a little bit like a trauma. And I was still repenting under my breath sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Even though I didn't think God needed to forgive me. So I wouldn't go to hell. There was still a lot of forgive me happening in oh, my yeah. life. Yeah. Not as much, not as much, but, but some. some. Yeah. But it's funny. You said die. I mean, that idea that you have to die to come to Christ, that yeah. idea of dying to yourself. Yeah. Death is like, this sounds like death. This sounds like unpleasant, yeah. frightening. You wouldn't have wanted it. I think a lot of times we're just like, yeah, you just die. Like you just like, you go to Dave and Buster's, but like, you don't really care as much. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, ah, in a sauna or, you know, a relaxation room. And it was immediately back to this. It was immediately like, and I could feel like if I wanted to put words on like, God, this is what I was looking for. Mm. But I knew I'm not going to do that. Let's not even say it. Let's not even say it. I'm an atheist. Right. Right. <laughs> right in the presence of God. But isn't that uh, atheism as a path to God is like a really, that's it. what I'm talking about. 
Richard Rohr, we don't come to God by doing it right. We come to God by doing it wrong, mm. which I'm just, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm saying. Homeland is a good metaphor for how God finds us. Unwanted things, unwanted circumstances, pain, suffering, isolation, yeah. despair. There's a crucial page in Be Here Now where he talks about like trying to intellectualize your way towards God and how that can kind of get you there. Like you understand that there's this and then maybe that suggests that something made this or whatever it is. He's like, but often that leads to a break, which is what it's sounding like. This is sort of like a break or a, but he goes, that break is really a surrendering. Yeah. And that surrendering is actually what gets you to God. So he's kind of like, go do it. If that's what you want to do, go do it because you'll get to a point where the computer, the screen goes black and smoke comes out of the vents and you're just like, and then you're back in the mountain. And that's what happened for me eventually is like, I couldn't hold, I knew I couldn't hold on to atheism any more than I could hold on to anything else if I wanted to stay there. I was starting to learn that. I was starting to right. see the pattern of right. when you let go, that's when the the juice happens. <laughs> that's right. what the, um, so I was like, yeah. surrender. A and, belt, no possessions. Yeah. yeah and I mean, a rope belt. Yeah. And then in those next couple of years, I, I, I came across Ram Dass's teachings and... Um, and got more into meditation again, and, and we started the liturgists and having all these spiritual conversations. And what I didn't ever cling on to any metaphysic about what I think God is, but I didn't need to. I didn't need to be an atheist either, right? Um, That's what freedom is. Don't yeah, you hear it. <laughs> freedom is. We've lost it. Hmm. Freedom is ha- is is like it, there's like a having a beautiful having nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know you do. Yeah. It's like I got nothing. Yeah, it's just an empty room. You come on in. It's an empty room, mm-hmm. and but it's not a frightening empty room. It's like no bags. St. Francis, they didn't own property. They didn't have possessions. They they wouldn't stay in one place. They would. Uh, Richard Rohr is like, now we have it wrong. The people come to the church, but the church used to go to the people. They used mm-hmm. to just be these monks wandering around, just kind of seeing where they could hand out watermelon. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it becomes this thing that we have, and we we want to show that we have, and and then that's why atheism is a is a beautiful way to to the same place that you found on a re- spiritual retreat. Yeah, right. It's interesting. And then, um, interestingly, as I look back, there's like that was another kind of funny peak. Um, there was a little bit of downhill eventually, of like, um, not nearly as much. As as pre Assisi, but there was still a little bit of like, I've heard you talk about the Malays, the Malays, the Malays, the Malays. It's the right word, isn't it's it? Great, it's great. It's like a Perfect wet word. jacket. Yeah. Ugh, the Malays. <laughs> I just put on a wet coat. Ugh, and no one knows. Ugh, you're alone in your wet coat. Yeah, and it's better than like being in the dungeon. Yeah. Torture chamber. Right. You're not being tortured, but it's just like this off yeah. one slice of bologna in one of your shoes. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. I'm just a little off. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but then through Ram Dass and stuff, all, all, this, all this, I felt something coming that was like something's shifting significantly in part of my body or mind or spirit or whatever. I don't know what it is, but... How did you I, find Ramdas? You you listened to him or? Yeah, an audible book. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Can't remember which one it was. First one. Doesn't I think matter. it's yeah. Um, oh, go ahead. And then some Alan Watts stuff and different. I was just in that zone, and I had 
been writing about it. I had experienced some of it mystically directly. And these guys were putting words to it in ways I was like, holy shit. Isn't that exciting? I'm going to sound so 45 right now, but I don't think there's anything exciting than experiencing truth and then going back to things that maybe you've read before or hadn't read and discovering that many other people have found it. Even the Bible. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You can't divide infinity. You go like, or the kingdom of heaven is, is scattered amongst the earth and men do not see it. You're like... Are you on mushrooms? Yeah, <laughs> totally, totally. You on mushrooms, dude? <laughs> like that's the greatest joy of my life is when you taste truth, <laughs> realizing that the truth cracker was broken into a million little communion-sized bits and given scattered mm-hmm. in the field, and it's everywhere. Yeah, you can find it, and then you find it, and you're like, "What am I doing?" You know, watching bullshit movies and like movies I don't even care about. You know, like. Mm-hmm. Because it's exhausting looking for truth all the time. And sometimes yeah. you just want to rewatch Tommy Boy because your baby won't stop crying. Oh. But then this is Tommy Boy. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. So you, you uh, I don't want to, where did psychedelics come in? So that, that's where it was coming. Oh. <laughs> um, and I, I, was, I did like this shaman, we met the shaman and we had like a ceremony before we wrote a word on a rock. And it was kind of, I was like going along with it. I'm like, okay, this is what word? fun. The word that came to me was flow. Flow, nice. And um, and I, I was kind of disappointed actually after through the shaman's whole ceremony. I was like, it was fine, it was fun. But I was, I had this. My old charismatic boy still had like, and the and the mountaintop guy had this longing for a deeper spiritual uh, high, I guess. Mm-hmm. And and there would I had had an the the question coming back of like is talking about god without quotes okay or you know because i was at a without point without quotes I, around the word god without quotes around the word god at that point i was like quote the universe whatever substitute whatever you want in that word is that is there any thouness to reality that's worth thinking about in that way mm. like ultimate this ultimate reality ultimate isness is there is it is it just anthropomorphizing for my own selfish desires and ego needs to have any sort of a sense of thou reverence love of, of a, is it just getting you off in another way? Yeah. And, and so that was my, my intention going to the much. So we had this, he's like, we have some mushrooms. You could do it. If you want to be a sacred thing, it's not like a party thing. It's a, I want to do it as a ceremony if you do it. Um, and so my intention was like, God quotes <laughs> if if there's a you that's out there somehow beyond like in a way that makes sense of thinking of a you as opposed to just using God as a word to describe right the universe uh could you show me that like I just want to taste that again. you know what Ramdas like? says about LSD and mushrooms mm. he goes they'll show you God if you ask mm. Isn't that fun? Wow. Because a lot of people are like, I took them and it made the fish show better. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah, but sometimes if you interact with it in a, in a different way, yeah. it's very, uh, it can do a lot of different things. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, was, it was more like the communion that I took as a child, or not as a child, not through my whole life, than a drug. Yeah. Like calling it a drug felt. Well, you know what they call it in South America? They call it the flesh, the flesh of, the of the God, God yeah. which is the flesh of Jesus. Yeah. You know, 
That's what we were eating with the bread. Yeah. I prefer theirs. <laughs> <That's better>. <laughs> <laughs> theirs is a little bit stronger. Uh, but yeah. You can get you can get there with an off-brand saltine. Don't get me wrong. Right. Have you been out of church too long to to have seen the um like the pre-packaged the wafer comes in in the cup like you you peel it oh, off? Oh. It's like a McDonald's version. Jesus, if ever. It's like the spoon in the back of the yeah. yogurt. Yeah. Wow. Just what Christ exist. was thinking. <laughs> and it's grape juice, of course. Of course it is. Let's streamline this. That's what Jesus was all about, the bottom line. And landfills filled with communion <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Cups. Oh, God help us. So you took them. So I took them and expecting or hoping to see god as a thou that would show me that i didn't have to be so limited because my still fundamental worldview was still pretty much scientific materialism it was just like stuff is stuff Mm -hmm. and spirit is a metaphor for stuff the real thing is stuff the real thing this is really a i love how alan watts talks about um the ceramic myth of the universe is sort of what uh christianity imposed on society which is this idea that all of this is this other than god it's kind of a dead uh of the pot for the potter it's like other than god that mm. was what christianity did and then the fully automatic universe myth was basically scientific materialism and modernity it just took the potter out of the equation but it still left a dead pot mm. as the mm. reality that right. we all assume right interesting um And so that was still kind of my, the universe in my mind was still kind of a dead thing. It's a waiting room. It's the later church. This Mm -hmm. is just like, this is just a simulation trial thing for God or some sort of thing later. Right. Not so much that at that point, this was, it was still more like what God was at least the universe meaning atoms and quarks and nylon and, stuff that is i didn't fundamentally question like is the universe the universe was dead essentially i get it yeah Mm -hmm. life kind of was like a in my i i didn't want to say this i didn't want to but i think my feelings about it was that that it was a meaningless lifeless dead thing that Mm -hmm. just got lucky to have a few living things pop up right um as a as a chance of the dice rolls Certainly not one vibrant pulsing thing. Yeah. A one dead kind of lucky thing. Like a rock with a couple sprouts on it, but those sprouts are fucked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? So who cares? Yeah. It's just a rock. Yeah, and there were sprouts. My language wouldn't, I wouldn't have said that because I, w- I would, I, I love the speaking of Ram Dass and Alan Watts. I could have talked about the oneness at that point. Yeah. But I think my feelings about it still hadn't caught up to that. Like my, my instincts about the universe, it mm-hmm. still felt, like an other um when i wasn't in like deep meditation or is it, it still felt like an other and a um and god still there was still a bit of an otherness even though i had experienced that otherness evaporating at certain points mm. but so i was looking for that i was in my mushrooms thing i was looking for the thou to appear and instead it was like i saw through the eyes of the, of god yeah and saw me, what I thought was me. I saw the thou was the ego, 
that had created was this imaginary story that my brain was telling. And I saw how it was the source of all these questions. Mm. Like me asking God to show himself, herself itself to me was tied into my dad's affair and the, the masturbation shame and the wanting to be liked by my friends. And like, it was all those questions were just ego stuff, which was just a story. My brain was telling to try to be okay. Right. And I saw it. it was like blasting off in a rocket ship as a flat earther, knowing the science that the earth probably is round, but, but I, you know, I still feel like the earth is flat. Yeah. And then be like, oh shit, no, it's it's definitely not flat. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm flying around. I'm it, flying right? around yeah, and yeah. I see it. And either it's rotating with me while shifting its own image or it's round. <laughs> yeah, so I saw, I could have maybe articulated some things about how my ego was the source of that stuff, but it didn't, I didn't know it in my marrow. And you felt, would you say one with God? Is that, I Absolutely. mean, if you're looking through God's eyes. I, it wasn't that I felt one with God. I saw what the, I felt was right. You saw what I was. Yeah. Right. So that's like what's listening to your thoughts and what's watching Michael Gunger. Yeah. Yeah. You became that. And, and, uh, and I understand what being born again is. Yeah. Isn't it <laughs> funny? Like, that's a hard yeah. one to get back. Yeah. Cause that was so corny. Yeah. I'm born again. I'm born again. <laughs> because I prayed to be born again and now I am. Yeah. And we all went around faking it. I'm saying this as somebody who was, yeah. you know, several times born again and on fire for the Lord again. And it, was, it could have been a good mood or something. Yeah. I don't know what it was. It certainly wasn't revelation or what you're experiencing on these uh, hallucinogens. And it's funny because people hear when I've told that story, they're like, how can you trust that? You were on mushroom. They're like, what do you mean? I don't trust right this. Right exactly. now, I, right I'm now I'm tripping right on now. oxygen yeah, exactly. and carbon and food. It's like yeah. this is also my brain building reality this way. This is also just another like. So you take this thing and it at least it's almost like going to another place. At least helps you realize that you were in a place to begin with. Exactly. Yeah, you were in prison. Yes. And then you leave, and then you go back, and you go like, at least I know I'm in prison. <laughs> yeah. Everyone else is just going around going, this isn't prison. This is Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah, and I think what's going back to what you said about the Buddhist teacher who said it's not so much something I don't remember how you were David Nixon. You don't have to like try. Yeah, it's not a. It became. It doesn't become about trying to let go. It's it actually sort of like an absence of trying. Right. It, it, it switched something. That's right. Something it crossed the line where my. It's not like my ego went away, but it couldn't. I couldn't not know that it was there anymore. That's right. When I was with um, Ramdas on the private retreat, so it was just he and I, and um, my, the whole the whole lesson that I learned was this idea of being love, not loving things rationally or thinking about love, but just being love. Um, things that I've experienced certainly with Val, certainly now with the baby, uh, and then with Ramdas, I definitely felt that. And the first day we were kind of I don't want to say doing doing that, but like being in a frequency. Mm-hmm. I caught myself because I love him so much and mm-hmm. I was so grateful that he had sort of, I felt he had sort of taken me there mm-hmm. that I was basically beaming him. I love you. And he, I didn't tell him I was doing that. Not that it's that magical. But you could probably tell by my face that I'm like, I'm sending you love. 
And he just goes, you know, remember, don't do anything. Mm. (laughs) He's like, he basically said, don't beam me the thought I love you. Wow. Or just be love. It's it's you in the in the sauna. Yeah. What am I doing? What am I doing mimicking Homelander or trying to really be psychic with Ramdas? You're just like, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's a lot well, of what Ramdas was. When okay. you're in that room with Ram, I, I went on the retreat. You did? Oh well, yeah. You did the same thing? Yeah. So then the next year after the mushrooms Karate Kicks. Karate kicks. <laughs> went to went to the, the private retreat. You did. And, um Yes, yeah, so when you're sitting there looking at that, those eyes. Yeah, it's it was. It, Did I, you have that? You got to a place like you were in a place with. I don't want to put in words his in presence. Your mouth. Yeah. That, oh, I mean, it, yeah, it was gorgeous. But by that, this was post mushroom, so really there was quite a, a difference of my like uh, my experience of life was completely different after, after mushrooms. Yeah, you came um, down and and you were like, oh, and you held on to it. A little bit. Yeah, again, well, no, I didn't hold on anymore. <laughs> right. You weren't trying to hold yeah. on to it. Wow, I'm just not I getting could, it. I could... <laughs> that question where you realize that I just don't get it, and you were able to hold on to it. It sounds like I know but, what I'm but talking I, about. But you recognize it creeping back up, like the the desire to hold on. And that's what I recognized when I was sitting with Ramdas. Well, there's a desire to want to hold on to this. Yeah. Because it's powerful. Like his eyes are yeah. powerful. His right. presence is powerful. And so we were talking, and oh god, this moment. Well, I'll just always remember it. It was, you know, the room. You're sitting up in this, his office or whatever, and you see the ocean out of his yeah. window. And um, I told him a lot of my story. And at that time, I still was like, um, felt so trapped, career-wise, a lot of times with like people assuming when they meet me that I'm praise leader, Michael Gunger and anything, if you Google my name, you may have, if you did, you may have seen like heretic, Michael Gunger believes that Noah is not literal, whatever. Like that's kind of what's associated with me. Yeah. And that's given me an impetus in the past to be like, I'm going to clarify. I need to, I feel like I need to clarify with people. Like I'm not the praise leader anymore. Right. Um, and, and so I'm telling him some of this stuff, and he's talking to me about how Richard Alpert felt felt to him like a different incarnation. Right. Um, That's and I was like, I feel like that about. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Before he um, took LSD. <laughs> basically. <laughs> and fa- and I was like, I feel like that about Michael Gunger. Just has all this stuff attached to it. And he's like, What kind of name would you like? And I was like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, and, and so he just like sat back in that chair and he had just, and it, it just closed his eyes. And of course, like in that moment, that desire creeps back up. Like, what is happening? This is Ramdas. Is he going to give me a name? Like, yeah. And, that, and they're like, what, let, why don't cling to that? Just, and then just settling back into that, to this and just lasted forever. And his, finally his eyes opened and he's like, fish. Vishnu Das. <laughs> Ram Das impression. <laughs> he gave you a name. And he's like, I've seen you from what I've heard of you. You're so creative and you've spent so much of your life in your head. He's like, but I see you wanting to live in your heart. And he goes, when you live in both of those, that's Vishnu. And he goes, you go deep enough into a moment. And then he just started calling out stuff that was happening. 
the breeze and yeah the, the birds chirping outside and the breath so slowly though you know ramdas speed 80 yeah. 80 whatever year old ramdas speed yeah 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 and 0.75 but just yeah. every moment was just so full and and then he goes you burrow so you feel this you burrow deep enough into a moment that's vishnu wow i was like wow that's and so it cool. was just it was glorious yeah that really brought me back we had those moments of just like, that's basically what we did. You see him three times and the second time yeah. we just didn't really talk. Yeah. And I think that was my favorite one. Although he did give me very practical advice at one point. I was talking about energy on set and how it's so funny how my brain will be like, you need fruit. It was when I was feeling my malaise. I was mm. like, I just need some fruit. And I'd sort of feel the presence of Maharaji laughing at me, mm. going like, he thinks it's fruit. <laughs> And I, I don't know if Ramdas understood like if I was being clear or not, but he was like, when you're tired, you need air and water. And, and, and it's so funny, like in the moment, mm. I was like, it's weird. I didn't really come. I just had a flare up of like, I didn't come here for like practical advice. Yeah, yeah. But I think of that mm. way more wow. than any of the weird stuff. I always go like air and water. Yeah. <laughs> it's so basic. Yeah. But I mean, I've heard him say so many the other thing is I've heard him speak so much. I, it's not that I'm like, you don't have anything new to say. I'm sure he does. But I was just sort of like, I didn't really come here to fill up my yeah. notebook. I felt the same. Did you? Yeah. Right on. It's yeah, I just, I just wanted to be... I, people kept asking... What um, he said or... Yeah, what are, you, what are you trying to learn? What are you, what are you trying to lessons? I was like, no, I just want to be with him. Yeah. I just want to... We did a... I had a trip recently. Psychedelic trip with some friends. And... uh have it turned into this crazy dance. Like I had this Om Shivaya chant thing going and I was just dancing wildly. And I went outside and one of my friends was like, wow, what did you, that looked amazing. What did you learn from that? What lessons did you, I was like, oh, no, don't learn anything. <laughs> like me. And you were able to hold on to it. <laughs> Why would you learn something? Oh my God. Why would you learn something? But this is that verse that uh, Ramdas quotes maybe the most, one of them is Jesus saying, lay not your treasure up where moth and dust mm. doth corrupt. And we hear that, and wow. I didn't understand what that meant yeah. until I started to taste ambrosia. Until I haven't, I I haven't to... thought of that verse in years, and now you say, wow. Right? Yeah. He's like, what are you doing? What are you doing trying to learn something? <laughs> what are you So you can doing? take this moment and put it in a box? Yes, and look at it later. Later? What are you... And that's what he's doing when he's saying the first shall be last and all that stuff. He's like, what are you doing ranking things? Mm. You know what I mean? Like the Sermon on the Mount yeah. is far trippier than we think it yeah, is. Totally. We think it's just like the homeless are homeless now, but in God's eyes, they're great. But it's like, no, you're full of shit. You yeah. know what I mean? He was trying to break down like a societal mm. understanding of structure and place and ranking and all that stuff and going... What are you doing trying to learn something? Ramda says that in some of his talks. He's like, some of you are going to, you're coming here to collect this. And mm. you're like, I'm going to remember this. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, no, you're not. Yeah. He's like, you're not. You're I hope gonna... not. Yeah, he, that's what he says. He says, I hope really? not. That's what it is. Oh, I thought you were quoting him because no. he goes, I hope, I hope you will. Wow. He goes, you're going to forget it. I hope you will. Wow. Because that's the game. That's the sine wave. It's the remembering and the forgetting and the remembering. Yeah. It's not a flaw in the system. And it's so funny, like when Jesus was pretty on the nose about, he's like, you guys don't understand what I'm telling you. I know. <laughs> like you're, 
I know. You're turning this into something else. I like, know. I'm putting seeds, and you're like, the birds are taking it and putting it somewhere else. Where are you with... We're almost. I hate that we're almost out of no, time, but my parents are going to be here soon. So where are you with Jesus specifically now? Do you... I'm not going to answer it for you. I, I wanted to. It's going to um, make it a, a more leading question. Are you like me, Michael? <laughs> where you think of him like this? Say yes or no. Uh... I I am very appreciative of the journey I've been on with Christianity. I can see um, so much beauty. I'm I'm flirting with how into Christian theology I want to spend time with again. Right. For the sake of like what I love about Richard Rohr. Richard Rohr was just on our podcast this week. Actually, he's in town. No, we did it on Skype. Which was That's not fine. as good as in, t- in person, but all fine. no judge. <laughs> <laughs> but he's one of the few people that I know of. I'm sure there are m- many more, but that are doing, that are speaking about Christian Christian theology in in a broader like underlying context of oneness. What does Roar say? He's like on the edge of. He has something like ah fuck. I thought maybe you would know it. He has something about like to on the edge of the perimeter or something. Okay. He's like barely in. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like, they talk about yogis that keep a, a thread with this world. Like they're yeah. so gone yeah. that their thread to this reality is, <laughs> is so thin. It's like a spider's web. And Richard Rohr, I think would agree with, he's like, he's a Franciscan friar, but like as little as you can be, because really he's a free, he's a free being. You yeah. Know I mean, he's, he's somewhere yeah. else. It's not about. Mm-hmm. the church as much to him as it is about this. Yeah. And I've seen like Alan Watts towards the end of his life. Well, at a certain, I read he came out with a, or his kids or somebody came out with a, all his letters recently. Did you see that book? No. It's like all the letters he ever wrote. Wow. It's like this thick book. It's amazing. Um, including just some complaints to Comcast. <laughs> some of it is a little <laughs> insider, like, uh, but he wrote to his parents forever, his whole life. Really, he wrote letters all the time about what was happening, and and the, but then he'd write Aldous Huxley, or he'd write like he'd write all these. Whoa. Yeah. Um. So it, it was cool to read, but you'd see he had this relationship with Christianity that was interesting. Um. He became a priest. I I th- I knew he had been a priest at one point, but I thought he kind of was Christian and then became Buddhist. Buddhist, but he was actually he actually started Buddhist. And then realized as he was doing talks in the States that like he kind of talked in the fifties, he had talked to pretty much everybody that was interested in Buddhism in the country. (laughs) Right. Uh, And he's like, this is a Christian country. Can Christian theology handle these ideas? Right. And can I bring these ideas in in using Christian theology? Um, To reach a wider audience. Yeah. To reach a wider audience and just to speak the language of the people. Right. Um, And, he was doing some really interesting good work and then he liked he liked the ladies a lot so he couldn't be christian be christian <laughs> right uh, there's a reason why buddha's smiling <laughs> <laughs> but anyway i where i'm at with jesus i'm kind of like that's fascinating i, see, I gotta get that book i see his um, cuz i got to collect it God, I'm I'm so I, I'm, I like collecting Alan Watts. I'm in That's first good. place and last place at the same time. Is that possible? <laughs> I'm, I'm simultaneous. Well, all that to say, like 
I'm intrigued yeah. by like, but it's all rehearing Jesus's words. Like when you said that the, the treasure fun. of heaven, it is fun. Yeah. I'm not spending too much energy on it these days, but I, I could see myself spending more energy. Well, on can it in I the give you this one? Cause I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah. The first page of be here now it's, you know, it's two pages cause it's like a centerfold. Um, it says, lest ye be converted and become as little children, ye shall not see the kingdom of heaven. It's the, it's a, Basically, the, the first words are the heart cave, and yeah. then it's that verse. Yeah. And when I think of you dancing to Om Shanti Om, mm-hmm. or dancing in the mountains, mm-hmm. or laughing at yourself in a sauna, I'm like, the kids don't, aren't constantly insisting who they are. Mm. They're, they're, they're just being in this. Yeah. That's why it, it's so fun to hang out with my baby, because I'm just like, yeah. luminous emptiness. Yeah. She's luminous emptiness. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm saying, I, God, I hope heaven isn't me going like, I'm Pete, I'm from Boston. <laughs> what a fucking nightmare. You Just, have more jewels in your crown than I have. Yes. You're, my father's house has many rooms, but yours is slightly bigger than mine. <laughs> well, that's okay. I used to be there when we were on better terms. Enjoy it while it lasts, because the Lord gets icy cold. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go. All right. I hate it. Yeah, I really should go. Uh, my parents are going to be here. But this chat has made me more prepared. You know that? You think you're enlightened to hang out with your parents? Yeah. Or hang out with your family? I think we're going to do a lot better because we had this talk. So thank you very much. Thank you. Your your work has always, since I've found out who you were. Um, that one weird afternoon? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I, I'm constantly, I have a deep love for you. Oh, I know man. we started by saying you can't say that to people, but... <laughs> I do. I love you. I love um, you, man. I really do. You're doing something with comedy, and it, like it's an art form how you do it, but the spiritual nature of it, oh, thanks, it's like man. such a gift to me and to the world and to so many people that I know. Thanks, man. And um, you're not just turning into ideas, but your dedication to experiencing and living out this as you discover it is so inspiring to so many of us. Thanks, and, man. Um, it was really such an honor to be here well, with you. Well, I'm, it, it was an honor to have you, and what a, what a kind thing for you to say. Um, and Derek, Derek Cheney, my brother-in-law, recommended it. I'm so glad he did. And we got to do... Uh, sounds like we're writing similar books. <laughs> 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 so we'll have to go on each other's podcasts when it's time to promote yeah, them yeah. or whatever it is. <laughs> Let people know that it's out yeah, there. Yeah, that'd be great. So thank you so much. So much love to you. Thank you. So much love too. to you. Would you say keep it crispy? Keep it crispy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and check out your music. Yeah, yeah. it's called Gunger is my band. G- we'll do it. We'll play a track at the beginning. I'm so okay. crispy. My G-900 shoes 850. I'm so crispy. I'm so crispy. My ice game make you haters want to